boy. everybody welcome back to mount molehill a podcast about making something out of nothing my name is chase young my name is penny parker and today we're talking supports baby supports we're, ta- we're talking specifically the the red-headed stepbrother of skateboarding oh. inline skating <laughs> oh, oh supports you, I, no, I was i did no. not understand for a second not I was supports like, Team placed team based gameplay. No, where I'm not talking about a mercy, and I'm not I'm talking about a lucky. A little bit of a healer in this round. I'm not doing so hot. Hey guys, can I get a pocket medic, please? I'm the heavy. I uh, yeah, t- we're talking about sports. <laughs> as uh, as I said a moment ago, my really funny joke, which I will now repeat: the redheaded stepbrother of skateboarding, inline skating. Uh, <laughs> I can I be real? Can I be yeah. real? Uh huh. I don't think I knew this was a thing until I watched this movie. Inline skating? You weren't aware of the, the, the popularity of it? I'm, I'm not a big sports person. I'm not a sports gal. So, like, you know, I, I know what? skateboarding because I know Tony Hawk. And that's, like, the only reason I know skateboarding. Because he's in video games. Because he's in video games. I didn't know inline. And, you know, that's not to say there's no inline skating video games. I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. But there's none that I've played. So I'm not sure I knew this was a thing. In- and when... If, and not, not to get ahead of myself, but when he starts insulting the skateboarders, I was like, "Oh, what the fuck!" I was like, "I these these exist within the same universe." <laughs> yeah, no, and there, there's contention among them. Okay, so if 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 skateboarding is like being you know omnivorous, you know, eating both meat and vegetarian or meat and, and vegetables, uh, scooter is uh, vegans, and but like inline skating kind of exists in like a weird in between dimension. So they're like a pescapa- uh, pescatarians, right? Uh, uh, and that's Scooters that's my analogy. <laughs> that's incredible. Thanks. Um, uh, but yeah, no people like fucking um, uh, 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 skateboarders make fun of scooters and then inline skaters just kind of exist somewhere in there, too. And I don't think there's much like infighting among the funny wheeled board skateboards. Well, but- yeah, well, the inline skaters are spending most of their time in the pit. This is true. They're they're spending most of their time in the pit, which is on Venice Beach, which isn't as cool as like the Venice Beach like skateboard spot, which I don't know the name of. But uh, you know, it's cool and it's for inline skaters and they're doing their fun grabs and spins. Um, and I think we should all be thankful for them. Right. Let's and say, I also let, I also think that we should clarify and, and start to add some structure to this to this uh, mess of a podcast soup we're making here. We watched the movie Brink today. Well, oh, yeah, I forgot to say that. Brink 1998 uh, from uh, good old Disney DCOM. Yeah, this mm-hmm. this came out a year before the 13th year. Yes. And um, so this is the 12th year. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. So Cody would have been on the precipice of some big changes. Um, yeah. So it, it, during the time of Brink, Cody was like, oh, man, I'm turning 12. I'm super excited about my Nintendo 64. Hope nothing bad happens to me next year. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope Hope I don't. Hope I'm not like cosmically banished to the water next year. That'd be fucked up. I hope, uh, I, hope I don't get water. I hate water. But then he learned to love water. That's not yeah. in character for Cody. As he we likes all water. do. As we mm-hmm. all do. Did you have a? Did you have a learning to love the water moment, Chase? Uh, learning. No, I don't grow. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Uh-huh, um. Do you want to start talking about the movie? Like, like the movie in 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 general. I, mean, I guess. 
there's really, I mean, it's the structure. There's really nothing else we can do if we want to like Fuck. get to the media. Yeah, you're shit. right. We got to do the podcast if we want to do the podcast, huh? Um, okay. Well, here, let me tell you something about Brink. It starts off in the home of Brink, uh, Andy Brinker. Uh, I'll, I'll better know a Brink. very good establishing shot, like like mm. truly truly good establishing. And and I'm not being sarcastic. Like you know, first shot of the movie is generally reserved for if if you're thinking through things, you want to reserve the first shot of the movie to a of uh, a major focal point of either like the theme or establishment or anything of the sort. First thing in the movie we see are, are his skates. Damn, that is a thing that's important to the plot. So I'm glad they yeah. showed me. Uh. Yeah, so it starts off in his room and he's like he's like freaking out because he's late for something. It's the weekend. It's not he's not late for school or nothing. That comes later. Uh, but he, he goes downstairs and his mom's like, what the fuck? Did you clean your room? And he's like, yeah, that's why I'm Russian. Uh, and he's drinking he's drinking chocolate syrup, straight chocolate syrup at the little at the little. What's the thing? The squeeze bottle. Yeah, he's straight out the yeah. squeeze bottle. He's going, and yeah, and like I, I get he's I get he's a makes. kid. I get he's a kid and, you know, kids like sugar, but also you. Yeah, that is gross. I, I don't it's like dark chocolate. Gross. People who say they like dark chocolate are lying. Um, I okay, but I, but I yeah yeah don't don't that's bait. Don't don't take the bait. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna take the bait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so he's like, okay, I gotta go. I did my chores. Uh, and his dad, it's established that his dad is kind of at odds with him a little bit. He's like, hey, uh, did you clean your room? And he's like, yeah, dude, that's what's up. And he's like, grammar that up. Yeah, uh, no, he says English. He says English. English. That up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any, anyway, then we cut to a shot of, uh, uh, of Brink's three friends, Gabriella, uh, Gordy, Jordy, Jordy. Yeah. His name is Jordan, but they call him Jordy, Jordy and Greg, Pete, same thing. <laughs> um, and they're like, you know, where the hell's, where the hell's Brink? We should have been at the thing by now. Uh, and you know, and they're, they're waiting for him. They're at the bus stop and they miss the bus. Uh, well, gonna, yeah, it, it drives hmm. by. It doesn't even stop for them because they couldn't. Which is, they couldn't make it to the stop. Yeah, uh, and, or was, and Gab- was that the stop? See, I I was a little confused about this. What did it just drive past the stop, or were they waiting for Brink to go to the stop? Maybe they were gonna try to skitch on the back of the bus all the way to Venice Beach. That'd be cool. Oh, that rules. Yeah, uh, because also, they're all inline skaters. Yes. Yeah. Also, I I I was about to say. Isn't the bus going in opposite direction than they are going to head to the beach? But I don't think they actually establish what direction they leave the bench. I think it's just that Brink comes in from the left, and so the 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 locomotion of the situation is all heading towards the right. Oh, and so it yeah. feels like they're all headed towards the right. And so when the bus drives left and they go, ah, we can't make it to the beach, it feels a little weird. I don't know why. It does. It no, it does. Weird. It does. No, I, I get that. It's weird cinematography. Uh, but, uh, regardless, Brink gets there and he's like, Hey gamers. And they're like, yo, what's going on? Brink, uh, let's get to Venice beach. And he, well, he says, let's go to Venice beach. And, and then Jordy says, you think we're just going to skate all the way there? And he's like, yeah, dude, we're skating. And then That's- in a wonderful moment of ADR, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> Brink says, Jordy, 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 when you woke up this morning, did you say to yourself today, I'm going to talk or today I'm going to skate. And it's like exactly that tone. And he's like really close to the microphone. Oh yeah, I love it when you can AD, when like there's ADR and you can like hear the fucking echoes it's, off the walls. Yeah, and it, it's so, it's so funny because it's like the rest of the audio in that scene is fine and like perfectly usable. What happened in this one shot? He, he probably slurred a speech or something. He probably he probably didn't like say it wasn't clean. You know, you can't get. Yeah. It's, it, we're dealing with child actors here. You can't you can't right. expect the you know the fucking moon from them, uh, especially on the budget of a decom. But regardless. 
they uh, they were like, okay, let's put on our shoes that have wheels and uh, go to the beach. And uh, what follows is a fun little montage of them just going around town and, and skating yeah. and jumping off fountains and jumping over. Yeah, it's coffee. really fun. From the get go here, um, I was really into this movie. And, and I guess I'll go ahead and sort of establish this. Uh, I like this movie. It's like really cute. Oh, it is. Uh, it's it like is really fun and cute. It's been it's been said it's one of the best decoms. Uh, it, it, yeah, I, it's, it's I, perfectly that, cute. that makes sense. Uh, watching yeah. this after like it, it's honestly baffling to me that the thirteenth year came after this did because this is this is so much more of a competent movie. Like this oh, feels yeah. like a movie. The thirteenth year just feels like a weird like sort of tonal pocket. <laughs> it feels like a really <laughs> long sense. episode of a of a of a uh, drama. Uh, right kids like a like a like a young adults drama yeah like like an anthology drama uh it's just yeah. like the worst episode of that Ugh. anthology um but brink is like brink is like it has like energy and like the characters are are are, are well defined um it's like genuinely yeah. really well, sweet near some the of end, them but like some of them uh yeah no it, it, it definitely it, it performs a little bit better in the in the ring than uh than 13th year did so they're they're skating around town and they fucking knock over some people's coffee and they jump over tables and it's all great. Uh, and then they get to Venice Beach uh, and they get to the pit, which is for all intents and purposes, it's just like a little skate park. Uh, it's got vert yeah. ramps and and jumpies and funnies and grinds and all that good stuff. One of the uh, vert ramps has the Eye of Providence on it, which I enjoyed. Yes, uh, I I also saw that. I yeah. it it it. it it briefly as as you might expect come on how could that not come up in the theory that just that's just you're just handing us ammo at that point yeah yeah pretty uh, much it, it's like it's 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 there and that's like mm, our whole shit yeah uh regardless so they're all skating they're having a good time everybody's watching and then uh greg pete pete uh points <laughs> over to the crowd that's the weird thing about venice beach is that there's just like a crowd of people watching the teenagers do their sports yeah um yeah, which and, is and, odd. And this is this is the aforementioned pit, this place with the with the vert ramps yes. and the half pipes and everything. Um mm -hmm. where uh it is then introduced uh in the scene that like the pit is like a like a very popular inline skating practice mm -hmm. point. Which is like a which which is that's a thing that it's in real life too, because at Venice Beach there's a very famous skate park where, where skaters go and then people just like go and watch the skaters. That's like right. a thing that people do. Um But yeah, so this is like that, but for uh, weenies who do inline skating instead. Uh, <laughs> and, and no offense to inline skaters. Like this, the, in, this movie made me think. Like, damn, I kind of want to put some fucking wheels on my shoes. Uh, I know, right? Like, any, <laughs> like any sort of motion at all sounds appealing after this movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so they're all having a good time, and uh, Pete notices there's a guy from Inline Skating Magazine, and they, so they like try to do some funny tricks to make him look over. But then he's like not doing anything. So like, what's what's going on? Why isn't he taking pictures of us? But then we are introduced. The antagonists of our film, oh, ho, ho, ho. the X Blades, which is a sponsored team. Ooh, uh, oh no! You see, Brink and his friends—they skate for the fun of it. They skate. They're called soul skaters. They're soul skaters. Yeah. Yes, they don't do it for the money. They don't do it for the sportsmanship. They do it because they enjoy it. They do uh, it for and the fun. They do it for the thrill, the adrenaline, uh -huh. uh, the occasional scrape them up on the knee. Yes, that's a battle scar. Uh, and so, you know, you, when, when you introduce somebody who's doing it for money, what, what? that's, that is antagonistic. You, you can't, you can't have that. Not at all. Uh, uh sell out much. Exactly. So, uh, so the X blades come in and they're like, Hey, we need the pit. 
because we're because like the the inline skating magazine they're here for the X-Blades X-Blades are like one of the best skating uh, uh, teams in the inline skating teams in the country uh, and so the they're like hey we need to use it and their their friend Jimmy who's like the manager of the team says fucking get him off the court and they're like okay I'll get him up Val the main the main antagonist who yeah. by the way is the most memorable the- character I was going to say the best yeah. character in this movie. He is 100%. So, this kid is having the time of his life playing Val and it seeps through oh, the yeah. whole thing. Oh yeah. Like, it is legit. I can't there's I can't remember fucking Brink's face. I can remember Val's face in an <laughs> instant. I I watched this movie 5 times. We'll get to. It. I watched this movie 5 <laughs> times and um I can very much remember Brink's face, but you know what? I remember Val's more. Yeah. Yeah. And all his fucking gap teeth and the his wide smile and his angry He's, expression. He, when he like, when he like mocks them in any sort of way, it is so slimy. Like it can, it like it oh, can't be he anything is... but just like incredibly enjoyable to watch. Yeah, but it's not like he's 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 one of the fun villains. That's like you don't love to hate him, but you like love to love to hate him. You yeah. know, <laughs> it's like it, it's 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 he he. he, he if if I'll just put it this way, if if this movie came out in 2010, Tumblr would be all over this kid, 100. Yeah. <laughs> percent yeah. He is so fucking memorable. Yeah, he, he, so he well be, written, he so well performed. The guy, he he, yeah. would, he would get a spinoff. Like he like he would be so popular. Guaranteed. Um, Guaranteed. Legit. He, like like he. He's the Cobra Kai of this movie. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Uh, I'll leave anywho's. it there for now. So uh uh he uh he he goes and he he trips up uh, Brink. Uh, and he's like, oh, frickin' heck, what the heck was that all about, Val? And Val's like, oh, we need the, we need the dang, well, they, they do a back and forth, they do some banter. Yeah, uh, they, they, they get into a little spat, and, and, like, honestly, it, it, it reestablishes, there's, um, there's a lot of, like, the, Gabriella gets kind of the worst of this, like, you know, we're, we're talking about how fun of a villain Val is, um, this is all with the exception that like oh, the yeah. other group is actively oh, yeah. sexist and like at one point actually racist towards Gabriella. This is true. This is true. This is true and unfortunate. Yeah. And also this yeah. movie is from 1998 and this is true and unfortunate. <laughs> um, it's pretty unfortunate. So yeah. like, you know, all like that exempt, which should it be exempt? Maybe, maybe not. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's very poignant. Literally. I think the line is, uh, why don't you go back to Mexico? Which yeah, is like, one point. which and is then, like one of the like, like blatant, like the stereotype of a racist person yeah, thinks to say. Yeah. Uh, let's not talk about this because is this is not fun. We we have to move on. Fun to talk about, but you know, yeah, I figure I might as well because like, yeah, it's it's a little bit introduced in in this spat that they have where like they're going back and forth and they're like, hey, you ever get arrested for impersonating a boy? And it's like, okay. Yeah. All right. Calm down. Just chill out. <laughs> Fucking chill Val out. transphobic moments. Uh, <laughs> But uh, so uh, but they like they get him off the they get him off the pit and so they're able to skate and uh, and so like the the soul skaters are pretty bummed out and so they they go over and sit down and then they're like hey I got an idea Brink's like I got an idea and they go up to uh, they go up to some skateboarders and they're like hey uh, skateboarders are all fucking pissant shithead baby bitches and he's like what and he's like just kidding that guy said it uh, and he points <laughs> yeah, to Val I don't think that that guy does yeah and so the skateboarders which are all like thirty year old men go over to harass some sophomores in high school. Uh, and, uh, and they, you know, they just fucking push him around and yada, yada, yada. You get the idea. It's, it's a little bit of retribution, fun stuff. Uh, cut to the next day or rather the, uh, the next scene, which is, uh, I, I believe the inside of Brink's home and his parents are sort of lamenting about how he's way too excited to go back to school. 
Yeah. Uh, because that's that's where his friends are, to be fair. Um, and his dad just sort of he he the, the dad doubles down on the fact that he just does he just straight up hates yeah, his son. He he uh, does not he does not enjoy his son's presence or like mm-hmm. existence. He he very I, much he literally just says he's not normal. Like I yeah. I don't I, this kid is not normal. He should yeah. be happy. He literally like laments that he's actively happy and content yeah. with his life. <laughs> that said that said the writing for the dad is like the most accurate dad writing I've ever seen in a movie. It's, Pretty hilarious. Yeah, no, it, it, and like it's not like I, I, I joke. I say he hates his son. He doesn't hate his yeah, son. Yeah, he's, 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 he, he's like, just he's just a strict dad. You know, he, he he's a he's, he's just a like dad. I don't like he's mm. he is a little shitty. He's a he's little a, shitty. <laughs> he can be a little shitty, but he's like stressed out also. But like but, all dads are, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's stressed out specifically because um he threw out his back at his construction job, and so he's been on disability. He hasn't been able to uh, go to work, and so I, I believe because of that, he has some pent up aggression and sort of residual you know his masculinity was kind of threatened during this and yeah. I, I, uh, because of that his he's just sort of throwing it around in a in a in a uh you know maybe sometimes hurtful yeah. way but i i i, I, I could yeah. do with a little less favoritism towards katie uh brings the younger sister who's so fucking annoying i hate <laughs> katie so much they go on and on about how brink is not a normal kid when like brink is talking like every other kid you see in the movie and katie is like um brink is just a sack of hormones and it's like okay if, if fucking if katie was my little sister and she said he's a moody little sack of hormones i would have pressed z like in zocarina of time locked onto her and fucking attacked her i swear <laughs> to god she made me so mad with every single thing she said um fuck you up fuck you it, up <laughs> i'm gonna fuck you up calling me a sack of hormones stupid bitch very 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 good that was Thanks. really good penny you come up with that on the flight are you an artist uh yeah maybe maybe a little bit of uh uh you know improv so tight so sick anyway they go to school uh outside of school uh, they're like, hey, did you hear about what happened to Gabriella? Gabriella comes out wearing a dress, and uh, she's like, yeah, my mom wanted me to wear it to school, because her mom's like a, a traditional Peruvian mother, uh, and so yeah. I guess there was the expectation that she had to wear a dress. Um, X-Blades yeah, come up. she's like, it's your first day, you gotta look nice. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And she's like, it's not, it's like, this is not Peru. And the mom's right. like, it is if I say it is, which is a funny little, funny little It's line. a funny little quibble. Um, is that a word? Probably not. Anyway, X-Blades come up and they're like, uh, hey, dickhead. And like, take, they take Pete's shoes and with a really good throw, um, tie him to tie the laces together and throw them up. At it's, the, they do uh, the Better Call Saul thing. Yeah, they do the Better Call Saul thing where they where they throw the shoes up at, uh, at what do you call them? At the like a little wire. Telephone and wire. It's actually it's really hard to do. Is, that. It, so is, he, is it power line? I think it's a power line. Um. But it's like going into the school, which is weird. Uh, but uh, anyway, he he's like, oh, fuck, that was really funny. There's That's getting you back for the skateboarded thing that you pulled. Uh, and then, so he he obviously, you know, he's no longer, he's no longer got a pair of shoes. He's only got his skates. And he's like, well, this is a problem. And then Gabriella uh, says, here, you can have my extra pair of shoes. I was originally going to change into them, but uh, I guess I'll just wear the dress throughout the day. And so it's just sort of a nice little gesture from Gabrielle. Yeah, it's showing showing that they valued like the group rather than their individual interests. Yeah, the soul skaters stick together, which is nice. Yeah. Um, Also, quibble is a word. Hey, nice. Good one, Chase. Thanks. Uh it's a high five for myself. Um (laughs) I could have given you a high five. Well I but it wasn't a victory for you. That was my victory. I can still celebrate your victories, Chase. I'm your friend. (laughs) How about just a firm handshake with eye contact? (laughs) Okay. Sure. All right. Good to see you. 
Great to see you. <laughs> Great work today. Fucking, what's got some dish though? So they go into their biology class where they're learning about worms, Earthworms, baby. yucky. Uh, and then pretty much nothing happens except for the, they establish that there are worms. Uh, and then in the next scene, uh, as a funny prank towards Val, uh, they take some of the worms and they put it in Val's sandwich with like a little funny espionage, uh, Casino Royale. They put, they, they steal, they, like he spills some milk and then another person grabs the sandwich real quick. They bring it over the table. They put the worms in and bring it back uh, before Val can see. They, I like, if, if I didn't know any better, I would think that they, like, rehearsed this physically, like, because they are so in sync. Well, that's just because they're a sports team. They got to be in sync. That's true. That just makes sense. Uh, anyway, so uh, Val bites into the worms and he's like, ah, oh, fucking gross. And uh, he looks over at the soul skaters and they hold up four pieces of paper that say, don't be a wuss. Wuss. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so well timed. Mm-hmm, it's amazing. It's like they rehearsed or something. Yeah, and then and uh, the principal, dean, supervisor, who is a it? A duty. A duty comes over. A, a duty comes over, and, and mm-hmm. she's like, is there a problem? And um, he, be, at least, you can, you know, call Val whatever you want. At least he ain't a fucking narc. Uh, he's he, he's like, nothing's wrong. I saw a bug. And she was like, well, get over it, which is very yeah, not a teacher thing to yeah, say. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I wrote down in my notes, uh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then, okay, so Val, obviously very shaken, goes over and they're like, hey, you, me, now, we're doing a race, uh, and, in like, in the school, uh, and so Val and Brink get together and they, uh, what they do is they, they, like, line up a bunch of trash cans and, and, uh, lunch tables, and, um, they set up this sort of obstacle course. It's gonna be a, a relay race between their different, like, soul yeah. skaters and the X-Blades. Uh, this is the most feminist scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Feminism uh, is alive in this scene. Here you you um, go ahead you go ahead and you go ahead and talk about the relayers. Yeah, I've, I, I've been I've been doing a lot of the talking. Yeah, they're running. They're, so they're running through the rules of the relay race, and uh, uh, Val is like, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, whoever whoever skates forward, he's got to touch the hands of the next team member, and then Pete chimes in, ever ever woke, ever aware. <laughs> yeah, and ever says aware. or she. <laughs> yeah, and then and he's like the first guy or girl. Like it's it's so it's wonderful. You know, really ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Um. This is the future that liberals want, and I'm, that's yeah. fine. So they begin the race, and this is where I noted that I genuinely kind of really like this movie compared to the 13th year. It has a lot of energy. This scene is really fun. Uh-huh. Uh, especially, um, you, you get like a really cute little quip from Gabriella uh, before before they take off where uh, she she looks at the, the guy opposite of her. She's like, you know, you don't talk much. And she's like, I like that in a man. And you see the guy, he like appreciates it. He like kind of likes it. He like does this little smirk. Oh, uh, and they. Yeah, I don't it's talk like, much because I'm shy, but thank you. <laughs> you know, I was I was kind of conditioned by my fellow classmates earlier in my school yeah. experience to not talk much. I never felt like I had much to say, but you know. Bell doesn't like it when I talk up, but thank you very much. <laughs> so they rush forward and they're racing. Whoa. Um, and uh, you know, race stuff happens. They they kind of they have a fun time. They're, Jump over some around. trash cans, grind on some tables. Yeah, absolutely. All kinds of uh, sport like mm. shenanigans, and then um, what then? Oh, no. Oh no! <gasps> oh no! Brink, uh, something it gets happens. To, it gets One to Brink's com- leg of the race, right? And it gets uh, to so Brink's th- leg. Brink is up against uh, this kid on the opposite team, Boomer. Boomer. Um, and uh, they're nearing the end, and Boomer, oh no, trips and falls. Uh, he Over injures a railing, his knee. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I forget exactly what it is. But yeah, he 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 falls over. He injures himself. Um, and Brink 
ever the the compassionate protagonist he is turns around and tries to help him. He you know he reaches his hand out. He says, "Are you okay?" He's looking over him. Um, and uh, uh, Boomer, when he falls, uh, Val like he falls right next to Val, and Val is like, "Come on, man, don't be a wuss." And so uh, you know, Boomer taps his hand, and Val shoots off. But Brink is mm. still Brink is still behind. He's still helping him out. He's sitting with him. Um, and, uh, you know, Boomer's like, you're really, like, you're really going to stay behind and help me rather than win, win the race? Um, and uh, this really cute exchange happens where Brink is like, yeah. And then Boomer's like, man, I just don't, I don't get you. And then um, what, is, what does oh, Brink yeah. say? He says Brink something says, like. Uh, t- he says, take a number. Take a number. Yeah, it's really cute. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. But then uh, then the the aforementioned supervisor comes by. I think it's the same one. Um and uh, she notices that they've been skating, which is not allowed in school. So, uh, you know, they, they get suspended, suspended for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Brink's dad comes to pick him up. He's real upset. He's real, real upset with Brink that he's been skating at school. He's talking about how it's like, oh, it's a new record. He he got suspended on the very first day within a few yeah, hours. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to read about it in the newspaper. We're just like, come on, dude, chill out. <laughs> yeah. It was, it he, was suspended. he was sent home early because he was doing a sports. Right. Uh but uh, and then his car breaks down. And he's real upset, and Brink uh, Brink feels real bad about it. Um, later on, uh, his his dad and his mom are having a conversation in the kitchen uh, about how they're 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 kind of struggling with money a little bit because the dad's been out of a job. Uh, and Brink overhears this, and he feels kind of bad. And uh, so he's like, you know, okay, I'm gonna resolve. I'm gonna resolve to do something. I I would like to get some more money for my family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, what you happens next? You get this next? scene where he's just kind of like hiding behind a. Uh... Uh, it, it, an archway, and he's at the, just, at he's the, at the all, bottom of the stairwell. Yeah, yeah. Wistfully, he's like, "Oh, he's like, I gotta, I gotta do something about this." Brings a good kid, you know. He's doing his he's best. He's a good boy. Yeah, he's a fine lad. Um, dude, uh, does too much to skating school. for my taste. Mm-hmm. What? Does too much skating for my taste. Oh yeah, yeah. I wish he wasn't such a skating rapscallion. I just don't understand him. Uh huh. So he's, cuts back he's to such school. A good kid. Cuts back to school. Uh, you see, uh, they're they're at the what, like the the foot sports, foot sports, foot yeah, sport uh huh, foot sports yeah. alley. They're at the foot, foot sports field. The big concrete stairs. You mean? There, it's definitely the bleachers of a foot sports field. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, it's big concrete stairs, isn't it? I, I'm like eighty percent sure. I just it's watched like it the this bleachers morning. at a sports a foot sports field. I want to say a foot sports. I, I got think it. So I remember seeing grass in the shot at one point. I I don't know. They could be anything. What's really who's to say? They were in this they were on something that could be described as an world. incline. Um, I we you could be wrong. I could be wrong. You could be wrong. You could be wrong mostly. Penny could be wrong. I anyway, couldn't be wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're sitting. They're sitting on the stairs. Um, it's uh, Brink, Gabriella, uh, Jordy. Oh wow, they're all there. The whole group. Wow. Wow, they're like friends <laughs> or something. Yeah, it's almost like they uh, hang out as a unit for the entire movie. Uh, so they're sitting uh-huh. on the stairs talking about uh, how all of their individual parents took the news, um, uh-huh. and we get to, we get some funny scenes uh, or well, it's funny descriptions of scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jordy establishes that his parents uh, do not communicate with him; they kind of just intimidate him, which is a little disturbing. Sitting and staring is the way he described it. Yeah. Uh- the, you you kind of you kind of get the sense again that the that the um that Gabriella's family is very uh like emotional because there was like crying and screaming and hugging and and stuff like that way yeah. a lot more than you'd expect for a one day suspension but you know yeah and then and then Pete comes in with just an absolute banger of a joke I loved this mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> where. <laughs> 
where he's talking he's talking about his he's talking about his experience and he's he's like you know Jerry Jerry really reacted like Gabriella's mom in that there was a lot of like crying and screaming and and hugging but um actually without the hugging uh, and then he's like my mom was conveniently in the other room and then uh Gabriella cuz i assume it 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 it's just, i then established here i think her mom is a single mother because she's mm-hmm. like at least you have two parents and then Pete comes in and says, I got a mom and I got a Jerry. Count Damn. One parent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot about that. It's really oh, how did it's I forget like, about that? That's in my theory. Fuck. It's like it's like oddly well delivered. Like, mm. <laughs> like he's he, like he, he out of this movie's good. It's it's, it's, it's really some cute. good moments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, he so, says he's yeah, he says I got a mom and I got a Jerry. Do the math. That's one parent. That's ex- it's exactly the There amount. you go. It's really good. Uh anywho, the X-Blades come up and they're like, "Hey dicks, uh we got we, we because Boomer's down, we're not going to be able to make it to the invitational uh which is the last which is by the way the last uh uh champion or not championship, the last skating competition before the championship, which is uh sort of set up as to be the the last conflict for the film. Um and uh so they're like, you know, "Hey, I just want you to know none of you were invited." Uh, <laughs> yeah, we came over here specifically to let you know you're not invited to join. Yeah, it's like the scene from uh, Clone High, where it's like, uh, you're, uh just want you to know that you're uh, not invited <laughs> to my party! And then he leaves. Uh, except for, in reality, it was, it was the reverse psychology, because Val wants Brink to try out for the team, <laughs> which Brink does. He, he, sneaky, gets off from their, he gets off from their skating session a little early, and he sneaks off to the dang... Uh, their, the, X Blades is like skate park, which they have an indoor skate park because I guess they're like that successful, even though they only get paid two hundred dollars a week. Uh, I guess the rest of the money just goes to Jimmy. You know what? I bet. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm I'm assuming the majority of the money goes into the, like their college fund or some shit. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. Like they definitely do not see as much as they deserve. Um, uh huh. Especially considering yeah, the heart and soul. I'm of a it. little confused about what the deal with X Blades is because it's it's like it X is is X Blades the team or the sponsor. It's the sponsor, uh, right? So we're at the X-Blades indoor skate park. I cannot answer that question. Nobody told me. I, I, I can't answer that question. So we're at the indoor skate park, and uh, we see Brink sneaking in behind boxes and boxes of X-Blades stuff. Uh, and, uh, and so Val's like, he sends all the other people who are trying out home, and then Brink comes in, and he's like, hey, let me try out for the team. And Val's like, no. And then Brink's like, okay. And then Val's like, wait. You can actually do it for 30 seconds. And he's like, okay, great. Pulls out a stopwatch, which I don't think kids have. Um, and uh, gives Brink just like 30 seconds to go fucking ham on some vert ramps. Oh, and he is, does. Uh, oh, and he goes so ham. He, goes, he does some he funny goes, jumps. Chase, he goes ham and cheese. You need to calm down with that language, young lady. Okay. He does really well. Um... <laughs> And Val's like, all right, fine, you can be on the funny team. But they establish some ground rules. First of all, he's not allowed to tell the soul skaters, Val, Val isn't allowed to tell the, tell the soul skaters that Brink is on their team. But Brink is no longer allowed to do his funny banter, like uh, Iron yeah, Man he style. Yeah, can't back and forth Val. anymore. There's like a, it's like a really uncomfortable power dynamic that they have at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, no, it's fucked up. It is fucked up. Um, but it is, it is palpable. It is a powerful one. Uh, so at this point, uh, he goes home. And his dad's like, hey, oh, at one point, I completely forgot. There was a scene where um, there was a scene where Brink was like, hey, I want to try out for this sponsored team. And his dad's like, no, he's like, but I want to make some money. And his dad's like, I don't care. 
Uh, and his mom's like, why not? And his dad's like, fuck you. And, and that's great. And then there's another scene where he comes home. Brink comes home after this particular scene, the, uh, the, the tryout scene. Um, and... Oh, no, 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 no. Here's here, okay. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. Uh-huh. He's, he's at the, he's at the, he's at the tryouts. He does the tryouts. He gets accepted. And, um, the, 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 the head guy, Jimmy is like, are your parents cool with this? And he, he lies and he says yes. Cause he hasn't gotten. Oh yeah, that's right. That's then right, it cuts right. to the dinner scene. Um, after he comes home with the equipment and he hides it in his room, it then cuts to the dinner scene. Um, mm-hmm. yes. The dinner scene where his dad's like, uh, you know, you can't go to the sponsor team. Um, and so he has to just lie. He, uh, right. Brink just has to straight up lie about the fact that he's on the team. Yeah. So, so, so he lies to them and then he has, he has a phone call with, sorry, I'm trying to like the, cause yeah, there, there's like, there's a lot of establishing here of, of the conflict of Brink lying to his friends. Um, uh-huh. And I'm trying. I'm trying to get the 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 scene sequence correctly because I I'm pretty sure I remember this right. That like, uh, it's it's he does a tryouts dinner scene. Um, then he has a phone call with Pete, where uh because because he snuck away from uh, a, a session at the pit to do the tryouts I think. And so Pete is calling him and he's like, ah, we didn't do so well when you were gone, man. He's like, we like we can't we can't practice without our captain. Uh huh. Um, yes, yes, that's true. And so it, it's just established that Brink is like showing up to less and less soul skating sessions. Uh, and uh, it, it, it's just sort of a, a, another thing that it's like a, a thing that's being set up that, you know, is going to boil over at some point. Um, so Brink, it, it, I think there's a single cycle of Brink like they, they have a baking class the next day. I remember that. Yes. Yes. They have a baking class and Val comes in. And, uh, well, first of all, Brink is like, hey, you know how uh, in, you know, cake is like a friendship is like a yeah, cake. Yeah, baking a you... cake is a lot like friendship. It says, uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't come out how you expect, but it still tastes good. <laughs> Which doesn't make much sense, Brink. <laughs> not much, but good not try. much sense. A, cake, yeah. a, t- a, a, a fucked up cake can taste bad. Mm-hmm. It can taste bad and burnt, and it can taste like salt because you put too much salt in it, Brink. Uh, so don't fuck up the cake, please. But uh, so it, then Val comes in and Val's like, hey, you dipshits, fuck you. Um, and then everybody's like, hey, OK, oh, boy, Brink's really going to nail it to him. Yeah. Well, 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 Val, you suck. Which is weird how they're just saying, wow, Val, you suck when Val is saying like, hey, you dipshits, fuck you. Yeah. Which hey, is like dipshits, much worse. Fuck you. I fucking hate you. I, I wish you would actually die. Like, truly, really. And then I, they're just like, Haha, the world Val. would be better off without you in it. Ha ha, Val. You wow, Val, bitter. you're really giving it to us rough. You're 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 kind of a mean guy. Um, yeah. And Val's like, I hate you. I'm gonna kill your parents. I'm actually gonna send a bomb to your parents. Um, and uh, and and then and also, like, hey oh, Brink, you... do you think I'm a mean guy? <laughs> yeah. Also, hey Brink, do you think I'm mean? And Brink's just like, No, I don't. I don't oh, of think course, you're mean. man. And it's like visibly uncomfortable. It, he yeah. he's like, you can f- tell. There's like some real remorse that he can't do his funny quips at Val. Yeah, because um, he has so many of them in the in the whole. He has trip. so many, and they're piling up. Oh, poor boy. Uh, but he can't because that's the agreement that they made. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so everybody's just like, "Hey, what the fuck was that all about?" And he's just like, "Well, let's just get back to our cake. Yeah, Whatever. It's not it worth is what it. he is. It's not worth it." Um. So, uh, he comes home from school, uh, and his dad's like, "Hey, I've been thinking about what you said." You said you wanted to make some money for the family. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, great. I got you a job at the dog groomers. And he's like, damn, thanks. And then dad. they do a really interesting joke where he's like, dad, I'm not good at, I'm not good at taking care of dogs. And he's like, you babysit your sister Katie, don't you? 
Yeah, yeah, which is like weirdly sexist, but also like at the same time, just like sort of. Is she supposed to be like a wild Thornberry's like little monkey son? She's, she's really weird is the thing. Like, I'm not even entirely surprised. I just wish if they were going to say some shit like that, they would elaborate on it in the fiction of the movie and the lore in the universe. She, she is kind of weird. She fits into that mold of younger sibling that's a conniving little fucking genius. Right. I, and which I it's a trope that I hate. Right, uh, but she, but they never actually show her being smart enough to entirely fit within that. She's no, she's just smug, kind of weird. Yeah, no, she's always just kind of weird and smug and condescending without backing it up, which I guess is actually how that trope would re- work in real life. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's just a fucking yeah. annoying little sibling, <laughs> um, annoying kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's a montage of uh, Brink juggling school and X blades and work and uh, soul skating sessions. And, you know, there's some real difficulty there. Uh, and he falls asleep and he's like, he's like working really hard. And his mom tucks him in at like 1130, which is late for teenagers. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it's so funny. I saw like I saw like I was watching through this whole whole montage because because the whole the whole time through the montage, it has uh, it has a clock overlay sort of showing you what time it is in the day when these scenes are happening. And you uh-huh. get to the scene where he's asleep and it's 1130. And I'm like, damn, he's doing pretty good. <laughs> It's yeah, like, like yeah, he, got, he, got a good, he got a good days, good days working. But then I, I thought, well, first of all, yeah, eleven thirty is really late for a teen that has to go to school. And also, yeah, he was kind of working all day. That does suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, buck up. That's how the real world is, little kid. Oh no! Oh no! My... In, the, in the real world, I'm no. gonna have to lie to my skating troupe and take on two jobs that I don't want, and like one of them is gonna have to be a secret job for my skating troupe. Yes. Anyway, uh, anyway, so the next day, Peter comes over and he's like, hey, bud, invitational. I'm sorry you can't come because you're sick. And Brink's like, yeah, I'm real freaking sick. And at first you think, oh, maybe he overworked himself. He got a, got the flu or some shit. But then he's like, hey, can you go get me a napkin? And um, and he's like, yeah, sure, brother, I got you. And, he, and then he, as he's going, as Peter's going over to get him a napkin, he like sprays some spray bottle yeah, on his face. Yeah, he turns around and he has a, he has a spray bottle hit and he just Which is, by the way, like, it's not like, like a covert thing. It's like... No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he like he leaps over across the just which mm. it's really funny. I uh-huh. that got a laugh out of me. It's real, it's really funny. But goddamn, it's it's, it's so like silly. funny, but not because it's like trying. It's it's funny because it's like it's so like weirdly and like, so oddly detectable. It's you, yeah. he would not if he was Metal Gear Solid, he would get detected immediately. Yeah, like 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 you would like if this were real life, Pete would turn around and be like, "Hey, you cool dude? Did you have just like a fucking? Did you just have like a spasm or something? Be okay." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he was like, "I'm got the black lung," and um, he's like, "Hey, okay, don't worry, brother. We'll go to the Invitational to check it out anyway." He's like, really, he's like really supportive. He's not like, "Damn, dude, we're gonna miss the Invitational. I'm so disappointed." He's just yeah. like. Don't even worry about it, dude. We'll go check out the Invitational. You stay in bed. Don't worry yeah, about he's, it. Yeah, he's yeah. He's like, take care of yourself, man. No worries. Yeah, which is really nice. But then he's like, yeah. please don't go to the Invitational uh, because he can't because he, he's gonna be there. But he can't let them know that he's gonna be right. there. He's just like, yeah. He's, go. He said, he said, I'm the captain. Just do some, just do some tricks. Just work a, work on your 540, man. Uh huh. Work on your 540. Go to the pit, pit it up, and it'll be good. Uh, and so they do at first. Uh, so. Invitational starts, and uh, Val is like being extra hard on Brink, and then Brink gets a ninety-seven, which is cool. I didn't really fully understand. What, did, could it like does it cap out at ninety-nine or one hundred? Because it didn't look like they had the opportunity to give a hundred. I 
I I believe it caps out at ninety nine. If if I if I know anything from Tony Hawk, I believe it caps out at ninety nine. Maybe okay. I don't know anything from Tony Hawk. Maybe I'm full of shit, but that's what I believe. That's okay. Um, this is what I believe. Val gets a ninety six, and uh, Brink gets a ninety seven. They win the Invitational. You get two hundred dollars, but unfortunately, Gabriella in the meantime was at the pit convincing them, "Hey, let's go to the Invitational." Yeah. For for reasons unknown. Um, yeah, we can always come back and practice later. I just really want to watch this. Yeah. Uh, and so they meet Brink, and this is, oh no, the point of contention. They realize Brink is sir, skating for the X-Blades, baby. Uh, and so they push him over and just side, sort of assault him there in the street. Uh, and he's like, hey, you fucking double-crossing bastard. Yeah, she really does just, like, try to kill him for a second. Yeah, no, she's like straight really up is violent. aggressive. Yeah, um, and, so, uh, and so this is the point at which uh, Brink is like, oh no, my friends hate me. And he, like, splits up from the X-Blades, um, even though they have $200 now, which would get... If I was, like, 15, $200 would convince me to fucking abandon my friends at an instant. Um, <laughs> that kind of, th- that kind of money... To that $200 a week is, to me, like, $2,000 a week in, like, adult money. Yeah, it's literally. It's wild. Well, no, $20,000, because two, for $2,000 a week, I would not abandon my friends. For $20,000, I would say, bye, Penny. Um... <laughs> But, and uh, you know, you know what, you know what I'd say? Fair. <laughs> you would say goodbye, Chase, and good luck. This <laughs> is what's best for you. Goodbye, Chase, and Godspeed, man. <laughs> this is fi- This is the financially responsible decision for you to make. <laughs> uh, I support you. So, uh, so, mm-hmm. so it cuts to the 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 rest of the team are having a lunch, and they are they they don't even have time to mourn. They are right on the ball in terms of finding they have a replacement to, they have for to, Brink. Yeah, they have to be. They, yeah, they. So they're they're sitting there mm-hmm. talking. They're like, who do we know that can that can do? that can do all this stuff. Cause like, we're not good at all these individual things. Um, and Brink comes up behind them. You know, he just, he just left the X blades and he's like, he's like, Hey guys, can I sit down? And they kind of contemplate and they're like, yeah, sure. And, uh, he sits down and then they leave. <laughs> he sits down in a, in a Which horrible a, moment of it's a clever great 90s betrayal. Diss. Yeah, no, it, it's a great nineties diss. Where yeah. yeah, you can sit down, and then they all leave, and they leave their food too, which is unfortunate because it yeah. looked like at least fifteen dollars worth of food. Yeah, that um, like they they must they must hate Brink a ton right now if they're yeah, they're they hate, they hate Brink like more that. than fifteen dollars worth, which is crazy. Yeah, so uh, so Val comes back and he says, "Hey, you know you like here's here's the difference between them and me. You abandon them, and they want nothing to do with you. But you abandon me too, and I'm willing to be your friend again. And and then which so, is really so, manipulative. Yeah, I hated yeah. that a lot. Super bad. Val is a, <laughs> is a wonderful antagonist. <laughs> uh huh. Absolutely. Um. And so he's like, uh, hey, fuck you, bud. But like, okay, yeah, you're right. Uh." <laughs> Uh, and, and like, so I'm he $200 a week. I don't have any other choice. I mean, do yeah, I really? No. I'm 12. I mean, it, this is capitalism, babe. I can't. My my parents, my car, my dad's car broke down. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so he goes back to keep working with the X-Blades. The X-Blades start working him harder. Um, and then, okay, at one point, they're practicing for the downhill part, the downhill jam of the, uh, the, the championship. Uh, and so they're all at the top of the hill. And the soul skaters come up and they're like, hey, this is the this is the course for the downhill jam. We need to use it. And they're like, yeah, you could use it when we're done. And the soul skaters are like, hey, skate off because this is how we settle things, because this is all we know. Um, And they're like, all right, fine, we'll skate with you. But it's going to be Brink versus Gabriella. And then he's like, I don't want to do that. And Gabriella's like, do it, pussy. And he's like, all right, well, I guess I have to now. <laughs> uh, and and uh, so Val is like, I'll skate to the bottom to make sure it's all safe. Make sure nobody cheats. And he's like, hey, uh, I, I, at this point turn at fucking cooter seat street or whatever 
uh, take a wide turn. Um, and the reason he said that is because when he skated down, he threw some gravel on the road on the inside of the turn. Yeah. So they so Gabri kept piece of shit. That's guerrilla warfare. Um, and so, uh, so he's like, "Hey Val, like I don't want to skate." And then bring and Val's like, "Well, you have to do it. You gotta, yeah. You better you not gotta, fucking lose. And you better not fucking lose." It's weird how much Val says fuck in this movie. I know, it's like really weird for a decom. Yeah, I was thinking that the whole time. Yeah, this is actually, you know how no other decoms say any swears? They just saved all of their one fuck words for the, the reason there's so many decoms is because they had to write, they had to assemble the script for, for, uh, for Brink, which allowed for, I believe there were 53 counts of the word fuck and they were all from Val. Uh, <laughs> which is really impressive. All uh, from Val, excluding one from Katie near the end. Yes, which is the weird thing. Um, and yet, all of this, uh, uh, despite all of this, it still maintains its PG-13 rating. It's crazy. Uh, so um, this, this frames as if the PG-13 is is the standard for DCOM. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they do say fuck in it, so it's got to be PG-13. Right. Right. Uh, any hoozle. Uh, so they're skating down and uh, like. Gabriella does some cool, like she goes off a ramp or some shit, and uh, and he's yeah, like, she's Whoa, like, she's soul like skating. so sick. She's like so sick, um, and uh, she's about to be in, she's about to be bedridden too, if you know what I mean. Uh, but uh, woo, because she's gonna fall. Uh, and and so he sort of sees Gabriella doing the soul skating stuff, like going off ramps, and he's like, damn, I kind of yearn for that. Um, but then it gets to the turn at Cooter Street. And um and then Gabriella he's like no Gabriella don't don't take it wide and he she's like yeah right but then there's there's uh, gravel on the road and so Gabriella trips up on the gravel into what is a very visceral uh, like tumble the, scene the goriest decom scene ever put to film yeah like you can there is she gets some nasty road burn yeah she gets a horrible road rash she's like um, scraped up all over her arm like it's fucking, which is it's, weird it's gnarly which. The weird thing is she was wearing pads in one scene and then immediately afterwards she was no longer wearing pads. It was Val's the, doing. It was Val's doing. He fucking willed them off with his nasty brain. <laughs> He's more, Oh my god, you know, he kind he kind of looks like Linus from Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Maybe he is. Maybe that's his fucking <laughs> his minus powers. He took off the he, pads for me through the He race. he he fucking he he's like, "Oh, trip them up." And you, he like puts his <laughs> he puts his fingers on his temples and you hear a well 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 and they, and they and, say, Val, what, like, why, why did you take off the pads? And he goes, I did not. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, and so she gets like some, she gets some nasty, like she breaks her arm basically. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, Brink's like, hey, oh my god, are you okay? And he looks back at Val, who is guilty, and he knows he's guilty, but Val is like, ever the ever the fucking conniving evil genius <laughs> is acting so shocked. <laughs> Yeah, he's he, like literally. Even the other kids on the Exploits team are like, "Whoa, whoa, what happened?" And he's like, "I don't, I don't know." Uh, yeah, no, it's it is poor, poor Gabby. She's she'll be fine. Um, yeah. they they cut directly to her house, and yeah, and before this, there is I I, I did want to add there's a very sweet scene with the dad. I we're on a bit of a time crunch here with this recap, uh, so we don't need to get into it, but it is really sweet, and I wanted to give it an acknowledgement. It's super cute. Anyway, oh yeah, yeah, where he's like, "Hey, you're, you're all right, kid." Um, yeah, and then, yeah. He, it's essentially this whole thing where he's like, he's taking care of you as my responsibility, so I'm here for you, bud. And like, it's just really mm -hmm. fucking nice. Which sets up a different scene that we're about to get to. Yes, yeah. Uh, so they go so to Gabriella's house. They go to Gabriella's house, uh, and and Peter and Jordy were already there, or I think it's just Pete and Jordy. Pete and Jordy are already there, and they're mm -hmm. like, hey, you 
you fucked up big time. Yeah, dork, they're on the way out. Dork shit. Uh, and uh, and they're like, okay, bye. Um, and then <laughs> Gabriella's Gabriella's mom, who's very kind, uh, says, I yeah, come in and see her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I thought they were gonna do the thing where the mom is also mad at him and is like like I don't think you should be here right now. But like no, she's like, hey, you should. You should talk to her, which I, I liked. I appreciated. Yeah. That. Yeah. Again, the, the, the adults in this movie, aside from the teachers, are written very accurately. Yeah. The, the teachers and Jimmy. Jimmy is well, not written. Well, like very the accurately. characters in general in this movie. I mean, like for the most part, they're just like good to each other in a way that I'm yeah. not used to with like yeah. these old 90s movies. Yeah. No, there's not there's not nearly as much, uh, I, I guess, like uh, cynicism, which is. Yeah. Nice. Well, like, the, the people who love each other love each other and they show it yeah. like it's really yeah. nice. So he goes in and he talks to Gabriella about I forget what. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 well, it's the thesis of the movie. It's it's mm. they 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 talk about the theme of the movie here, where they are they're essentially just like, hey, uh, you know, Brink is like, I'm I'm sorry, you know, like I, I like I just want you to understand, like it's stuff like like I I had to do all this because my family needs the money, and Gabriella is like, dude, we all need the money. It's not about that. It's about the fact that you you know are. are you know, you take this thing that like I I started to love because I, I believed in you about soul skating. I, I believed in the passion of it all and like now, you know, I, I, I'm I'm seeing you be a sellout and it sucks. Um and so mm-hmm. she's essentially just like, you know, you gotta if you do what you love like if you start getting paid for what you love, it's only a matter of time before you sell out, which I don't entirely agree with. The 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 theme of this movie is a little flawed in the way it's represented. I get what they're going for, but it's definitely well, it, very. It, like... I mean, it, here's the thing: is that it fails to neglect the lo- the 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 uh, fucking uh, uh, end game capitalism, uh, the yeah. end game capitalist sort of uh, angle of it. But it is a decom, so I feel like we have to give it a little bit of the benefit of the oh, doubt. Oh yeah, for sure. I I just I just mean in the sense that like. Like Brink was, yeah, Brink did like lie to his friends, which is which is not good. Uh, he shouldn't have done that. But also, like being sponsored for doing something that you love is not inherently a bad thing. Like, like mm-hmm. you know, you're you're not selling out for being paid to do a job that you enjoy. Like, mm-hmm. the, like there's a big difference th- between like what Brink was doing and like actually selling out. But that's yeah, that's a whole conversation that I'm sure mm-hmm. neither of us are going to get to. <laughs> with what we with what believe we it or not i'm actually super not going to yeah so, yeah me neither great <laughs> entirely disconnected so we might that's, as well get it out of the way here <laughs> that's the listener's homework you come up with your own theories yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah. uh so then he goes home and he has a conversation with his dad which boils down to essentially this the dad comes home and he's like you know i used to i used to inline skate too and his son's like really and he's like yeah when you were just a kid um and then there's like a there's like a beat of silence and he's like listen I when I threw my back out, I didn't know what to do with myself. The worst thing about living on disability is that you you don't know how to you don't know who you are anymore. You don't know how you uh, exist in in relation to the world that you had built up around you. But I've recognized that I'm not defined by what I do. I'm defined by the company that I keep and how well I keep it. Uh, and it's just it's it's a really it's, just heartwarming. It's such- it's it's funny that this comes right after the kind of iffy moral scene with Gabriella. We're like, like I get what they're going for, but they're not executing in the best way because this uh. is the exact opposite. Well, not the yeah. exact opposite, but like it's so much better. Like this is such a good scene. It's such a mm. good sentiment to teach people where it's like he, he like, says like, he says specifically the worst part about being on disability is I don't know who I am anymore, uh, which is really like existentially frightening. Yeah. Uh, but but it, it, he he wraps it all up in saying, you know what? Uh, even if you're not inline skating, 
Well, he knows. He knows he's now inline skating, and he's he, he's come to the point yeah, where it's yeah, like, he, you know he, what? I he reveals it. that that he did disobey. Um, yeah, and yeah. Join the sponsorship, um, but at, it's like at that point, like 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 given given the scene beforehand, I mentioned with his dad, that's really cute. His dad like knows some shit is going on, so he's not on his case too much about it. He is just briefly uh, like he's like he's like, hey, you know, we told you not to do that, and he's like, I know. Uh, and 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 like that's that's it. They just kind of leave it at that, which is like really, it's like yeah. weirdly so nice. Like it's yeah, like, no, it, it, like, that's how a parent should react, and and yeah. how parents sometimes do react is is when it's like, hey, you know, I see that you're hurting. I'm not going to add to yeah, the hurt. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't you're he doesn't lesson. punish him because the situation has punished him enough. Yes, exactly. Like he already knows that it was a mistake. <laughs> like that's it's, that's the best it's, part. It's a it's a very good it's a very good yeah. Scene. And so and so he tells him like almost I I I. I nearly quoting i might paraphrase but essentially it's like he's like hey whether you whether you whether you skate tomorrow or whether you stop entirely and never skate again you are andy brinker you're a good friend and a good son and like that yeah that's never gonna change like that that mm-hmm. and it fucking rules it's such a sweet scene yeah yeah uh and brink takes this as his come to jesus moment and he's like all right fuck these clowns and he goes and he ruins a perfectly good cheese pizza on the, I know, on the pier I he literally wrote my nose skates right on the pizza goddamn yeah right on the pizza. <laughs> he, he walks up to the x-blades who are on like the pier uh in california and he's like hey uh fuck your stupid bullshit and i hate you and he he, he, he throws his skates onto a pizza that they're going to eat right before uh val or right yeah right after val says chase can i just say i i really appreciate our friendship and the fact that like we are on the same wavelength enough to both have taken note of the fact oh, that yeah. the skates land on a perfectly good never needed to be ruined cheese pizza i mean <laughs> I mean, it's a cheese pizza, so it's not like the world is going to be any less right, off. Right, but still, yeah, but it's a pizza. It's still a, you could eat that. It, it probably costs like seven bucks. Uh, it looked good. Yeah. So he's like, hey, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Oh, Val also says, uh, strawberry milkshake. What do I look like? I'm wearing a dress or something? Which is cool. Thanks, Val. Uh, Thanks, Val. And, and, and uh, he's like, hey, idiot, I hate you. And he takes a milkshake and he splashes it in his face. And Val's like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, and, and, uh, and 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 then he gets he gets up to attack he he, 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 he I, I, need, I need a chase abridged version of every decom please like uh, <laughs> uh, when the, with a vanilla milkshake it's it's dripping from his mouth he's just like ah oh, what the hell is going on here <laughs> Well, it, yeah. So he, he's 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 getting all worked oh, up, and he stands I'm up, sweating, and he's he, man. he's about he's about to attack Brink, and then Boomer stands up, and he's like, "It's not worth it, brother." And uh, so and so at this point, he's like, "All right, whatever." And he goes and Pe- and and, and uh, not Peter. Uh, Brink is like, "All right, great. I'm gonna go back to the pit." He goes back to the pit where the Soul Skaters are. The Soul Skaters are having a miserable. They're time. having a rough time. Yeah, like Gabriella can't skate until the weekend, so she can't practice for the finals. Um. Mm-hmm. Pete is still trying to do the 540 and he can't do it. And on his most recent attempt, he just busts one of his skates and uh, mm-hmm. the blades just come right off. And Jordy just fucking sucks and is in the background because nobody cares about Jordy except for yeah, the fact he's just that he's, he talks he's too much sometimes. He's sitting um, and staring. He's sitting and staring. Uh, he learned it from his parents. Uh, so uh, and then so Brink comes up and he's like, hey, uh, getting a sponsor isn't all that bad. It turns out he got paid in, his van- in advance from his uh, dog washing job. And he was able to get all of them new skates and uh, T-shirts. And they were like, hey, I want you to know that I love you. You don't have to accept my apology, but you're my friends and I appreciate you very much. Um, and they're just like, you know what? 
you're all right, buddy. Yeah, they're uh, like, hey, you know, you all, did you really like throw a milkshake in Val's face? Uh, he uh, said, did, did, <laughs> Gabriella says, did you really throw a vanilla milkshake in his face? And he said, it was chocolate. And it was, you know, it was just a little fun scene. In another wonderful moment of ADR, I swear, he goes, he goes, it was, it was so cool and it was so sweet. <laughs> he just does not sound like a person at oh, all. Oh, yeah. Remotely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the one moment where I understood what his dad was going through. Yeah, it's the one point where it's like, okay, maybe Brink does deserve what's coming to him. <laughs> But uh, someone, uh, someone put this kid in a locker. Get him out of here. Uh, so they go to the championship, and basically, like, I feel like we don't have to describe the championship because it's like we some don't. back and forth. It's just, it's, it's literally just, a just wow, climax. they do skating. Yeah, they they do sports. They do sports they so it. good, but then they falter it's, a little it's, bit. It's but about then they where I check out at every point watching the movie because it really is they're just skating, and you know what's gonna yeah. happen. I mean, it's it's cool. Like they do it's, some. No, neat yeah, tricks. it's well shot. It's cool, but I just I I didn't have much interest in it personally. Uh-huh. So there's there's very little that has to do with the plot of the movie. It's just like okay, they do sports and they falter, and then they get back up and they do sports better, and then it's like oh, it looks like they're not gonna make it. And then some other guy falters, Katie, and they're like okay, cool, he made it to the Katie last. Katie tells Brink to skate better at one point, hey, and it gives hey, him Katie. like an epiphany. Skate better. I th- I thought he was, I thought he was just mocking her. Uh, I but, I thought that too. It it it. But for me, it it goes either way. I gotta say, I I to say? read a little bit of sincerity in there that was shocking to me. It's <laughs> it's 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 like that scene in a race movie where it's just like, oh no, I'm getting behind, and so they decide to go faster. Where it's just All like, right, okay, why didn't you left. just why did why didn't they just do that to yeah. begin with? Yeah. Anyway, I'm behind. Gotta I gotta pump it. Uh, oh, also the, the dad is there and he got his job back. Thanks, dad. Yeah, thanks, um, dad. Uh, so they get to the, the final the final scene, which is the downhill jam. And uh, Oh, Pete does the 540, by the way. They, they, Pete they, does the they 540, yes. It's very cool. Pete gets a 98. Um, I don't know what lost that one point. Maybe because he just like didn't do like 10 backflips or well, something. Well, it's because he's a, he's, a, he's a pretty nerdy guy. Yeah, it's because the, the one point off is because he's ugly. Uh, <laughs> I was going uh, to say that, but I like that would be too mean for me. <laughs> I feel it's, like it's, that wasn't quite. I don't my even friend. remember what he looks like. He's probably fine. It's weird to think that like these fifteen-year-olds, I because like the, all they do, all they exist as uh, are fifteen-year-olds in my mind. Yeah. Even though like right now they're like they're thirty-five. I I read an article when I was when I was researching this movie. I read an article that was like where like where are they now? And um yeah, it's weird. It's weird seeing them grown up. That's fucked up. Time should stop. They do the downhill jam, and then uh, Val does the thing which you expected, and he like he like falls over on purpose, and Brink's like, "Oh, bro, are you okay?" And then Val's like, "Yeah, I am okay. Fuck you!" And then he pulls him over, and then he keeps going, and he cheats. But then Brink pulls out some like soul skating shit where he like jumps over a house or something, and then yeah, he... he definitely skates out of bounds of the path. But since everybody saw the shit that Val pulled, like they're cool with it. Yeah, and so they just let they just let him cheat, and, uh, and then he wins, and then it's the end of the movie. So. That's that's basically it. it. It's it's a bit. The climax happens when when um the soul skaters are reunified. That that's that's yeah. like when the movie like ends, and then the rest is just sports. Yeah, for a they while. they get a, they get a trophy, and X Blades is like, hey hey Brink, like, do you want to like Val's out? You want to lead our team? And he's like, no. Anyway, that's Brink. That's Brink. That's Brink, baby. And it was a pretty it was a pretty all right movie. It's I a good one. I liked it a lot. I I I thought it was really cute, really fun. The energy 
oh my god, is so much better than thirteenth uh-huh. year. Thirteenth year is an energy vacuum. Thirteenth <laughs> like, year is fucking oppressive. There is nothing going on in the thirteenth uh-huh. year in terms of like tone or or like actual like fucking just energy. Like there's mm. there's some there's some like there's some there's some electricity in this movie, uh, which uh-huh. is ironic because thirteenth year features electric superpowers. And as we know, water types are weak to electric types. That's true. Wow. I'm going to take a sip of my empty cup, too. Okay, you, you want to go to break after that? I want to go on brink. <laughs> please, please do not. <laughs> Sorry, you gave me a panic attack. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> okay, let's go to break. Wee! <laughs> Everybody, it's five in the morning, Penny here, uh, reporting in from the housekeeping zone. Um, I'm the one doing the editing on this episode today, so uh, it is my job to tell you about uh, ways in which you can uh, support the show and uh, support some of the people who help make it. So, uh, you know, uh, primarily I'm, I'm going to let you know that uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at... Mount Molecast, MT Molecast, uh, all one word. Um, you can, uh, you know, you can follow, you can add us. You know, if you, if you got uh, stuff like fan art or opinions on the show, you can add us there, and uh, we will be able to see it very easily. Um, you can also, if you'd like, use the hashtag Mount Molecast to talk about the show. Uh, that's, you know, completely optional, but that figure I might as well say that that is an option. And, uh, if you want to follow Chase and I's personal accounts to see, uh, some of the other stuff we get up to, you can follow Chase at clown underscore depot. And, uh, you can follow me at snapscube, S-N-A-P-S cube. If you're listening to the show on YouTube today, I'm going to let you know that you can also find it on your podcast app of choice. It is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I believe it is now up on Google Podcasts, um, just under the name Mount Molehill. There is also an RSS feed link. Plop it into uh, the the podcatcher of your choice. And uh, that info is going to be in the description. And vice versa, if you are listening to this in an audio format, you can also find the show uh, in video form on YouTube at Snapcube, the channel Snapcube. I also want to take some time to thank uh, a couple of the people who have made the production of this show as as it is. Uh, primarily, I want to thank Graham Cartna for the permission to use his songs in Obsession with Kit and subtext throughout the show, and Obsession with Kit being the intro and outro and subtext being the little uh, transitional music you just heard. You can find more of his music at grahamcartna.bandcamp.com. Again, link in the description um i also want to thank caitlin tindall for creating the show's wonderful adorable cover art uh, and you can find her at twitter.com slash katie dids that is katie d-i-i-d-s thank you both so much uh the show is fantastic now specifically because of you so hell yeah hey i can't really think of much else to say you know we're not we're not sponsored by anything yet so uh, I guess I just want to take a moment to uh, say, hey, thanks, everybody, for the uh, wonderful, wonderful, enthusiastic responses uh, to our pilot episode. We're really excited to do more of the show. 
and uh, I am glad that y'all are as well. Uh, keep talking about the show. Keep sharing it. Um, if you'd like to give us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, uh, those are great. I literally, I mean, I personally read those all the time. I constantly check if there's more and, uh, you know, it helps kind of get us in the ranks a little bit, you know, it helps, helps get, get more eyes on the show potentially. So, uh, you know, if you just, you know, any, any way to help spread the word is wonderful. I'm going to let y'all get back to it. I don't have a funny story for you. Like Chase did. I understand if, uh, this is disappointing, but, uh, you know what? Life sometimes cool. All right, see ya. Hey, we're back. Hi, I'm back. <laughs> I'm and I'm front. And we are the game crumbs. Penny, why don't you why don't, why don't you go for it? Hey. You were having some trouble. You were having some trouble this time around. Yeah. Well, a... hey, hey, welcome to the <clears throat> welcome to the theory crafting segment of Mount Molehill, where we do the thing that the show is all about. Um, uh-huh. And I got I gotta say <laughs> up front, uh-huh. I I hey audience, I want to thank you hey, personally Penny. for the wonderful wonderful response to our pilot episode about the thirteenth year. Um, and I want to I want to thank you for your enthusiasm about my ideas. Um, and also I want to ask if you can maybe just like do a fun little like sort of like Percy Jackson mist style thing over what I'm about to say and uh, just sort of just sort of see it as a as 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 the same tier of uh, of commentary as that first go around. Because here's the thing, Chase. Hey, uh huh. Here's the thing, Chase. Well, OK, it's clobbering this, time. This movie is this movie as as was is as if you took the name of the movie and replaced the letter in with the letter C because this movie was a fucking brick wall to me. Um, brick. I was very. That was a good joke. Thanks. Good I worked really hard on it. Um, I mentioned a couple times earlier that I watched oh. this movie five times. <laughs> why? Is, why is that, Penny? Why'd you watch this one five times? It's not an exaggeration. I watched this one five times because it is fucking impenetrable. It this is. This movie is airtight. It is. It's airtight. It is like the thing about the thirteenth year is that it is. It is so nothing that you can pretty much attribute anything to it. Um, it well, is it's, extremely... it's not that it's nothing. I would say the thirteenth year was nothing in the sense that there was nothing that you could take from it. The 13th year was nothing. And that's why it was so easy to craft something upon it. This movie had like a message and it had a story and it had a plot. And that's why it's hard to, there's, there's very little like, uh, uh, things that you have, you can't go on or rather the things that you can go on, things that are like left unanswered. Right. This movie operates within the realm of reality. And that's a problem. This movie has a very complete sense of what it already wants to say and, and what Uh the characters are about and like what's going on in the world and stuff. And, um, it makes for a good movie for sure, but for me, I found it particularly hard because I I would start every new watch either with a new idea, a new concept for what I wanted to maybe find in it, like based on inklings of my first set of notes, um, or I would just try to reinforce an idea I already had. And I kid you not, every single time, I would get to like the scene before the invitationals where Brink is like sick in his bed, like, or pretending to be sick. And it was always around that point where I would realize, God damn, this is falling apart. Like, like it, it reaches this a point one. Where, like, not this time. 
every mm. single time it started so strong, and then I would always just kind of lose it halfway through. Um, uh-huh. And I do have something. I do have something here um, that I want to. I want to pitch to you. And I'm I'm saying all this preface up front because this is not the most complete thesis like my first time, but I don't know. This is this is the most I have ever believed in anything regarding the film Brink from 1998 on the Disney Channel. Uh, Great. So um, hit, hit me hit me with hit me with your thesis statement. I'm gonna hit you with my thesis statement. Um, okay. Chase, yeah. I think I think regarding 1998's Brink. Um, I think that Brink and all of the other children are a part of a government-sanctioned Truman Show-esque experiment placing powerful children with psychic connections together in an attempt to evolve and eventually utilize their abilities. Huh? I think that these kids have an inherent psychic connection, not only to themselves, but to the world around them. And I believe that a secret shadow (laughs) government has placed uh-huh. them in a Truman yeah. Show-esque fake world. Okay. And is harboring- is real? And de- yes, Val is real. Yes, thank God. Um, I, it is mainly the parents who are the actors. Okay, I got I, it. I, um, I believe it is mostly the children. I believe it is like an X-Men situation where this is like, Penny- a, it's like a really shitty- Well, it's, it's more of a prison than it is a school, but you get what I mean. It's like they're nourishing these abilities in these kids- Penny, um, let, let me tell you something. I so at the beginning of or the, when we were doing our research, we often send each other keywords to make sure that we are not like overlapping uh, without giving too much away. <laughs> One of the words that I what the word that I used was uh what was it? It was I think it was I think it was Berlin. Berlin. Yes. No. I thought it was I thought it was Warsaw. It was Berlin. Uh, and I one of the words I was going to use was Truman. But for oh. an entirely different reason. <laughs> okay. And I'm okay. really glad that I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, here's the thing, Chase, is that when you when you sent me that word, that this was not the theory I was working with. Um, mm-hmm. At the time you sent me the word Berlin, I was working off of the theory that Brink was an alien who came down to replace to replace the real Brink. Jesus, Pen. Good lord! I I, w- I swear to you're you, cutting, w- your cutting room floor is fucking filthy. This one fucking vexed me, Chase. I watched this movie five times. <laughs> five times, and I I had upwards. I'm not kidding. I had upwards of maybe like fucking eight or ten individual theories. I was trying so hard to crack. This movie's making me go crazy. Good. I'm, and I'm We're feeling conspiracy it now. theorists. I'm starting to feel like the conspiracy theorists because I swear. And okay, this is the strongest one I have, and it's not even that strong. But I need you to believe me here because please, these please, children, Penny, I need, I need you to enlighten me. These children are powerful, Chase. Oh, and not okay. only, not only are they powerful individually, they are powerful together. Um, and. Uh, it, I, I believe it is it is showcased throughout the entire movie. I mean, one, you have the whole concept of soul skating. What an interesting name for that mm-hmm. kind of unit. Um, I understand the, the thematic relevance of like, you know, skating comes from the soul, but also like, why wouldn't they call it something like heart skating? Because, you know, when it comes to uh-huh. something like the idea of passion and love, you think about the heart they rather than the soul. Skating? Yeah, exactly. Why aren't they called like heart skaters, passion skaters, love skaters, anything of the sort? Why are they called soul skaters? It is something deeper 
than the heart. It is something deeper than human lust, human passion. It is it is it is deep within the makeup of their of their of their DNA and, of and, their and DNA of their ethereal connection to themselves and the world around them. They are soul skaters. They work as a unit. Notice every single time Brink leaves. I believe that Brink is a particularly powerful psychic. Notice that okay. every single time Brink leaves the group, they are off of their shit. They do not work. Um, mm, and I and 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 true. if you notice, it's 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 really he he doesn't do a whole lot. It's established early on the first time you see them skating around in the pit. He doesn't do a whole lot to like help them other than like critique them. Like he he kind of just like stands around and points at them and says like, "Hey, do this better." But he doesn't really mm-hmm. like give them anything oh, aside from that. He I, is just kind I'm, of there. I'm, I'm starting to I'm starting to see it. I'm, I am beginning to see it a little bit. I it's specifically regarding Val. But okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. Right. So so they they have the psychic connection, and they're in a Truman Show type experiment where they are being they are, they are being placed into these positions where these connections can 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 foster and 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 grow and evolve and and become something more powerful. They do not know that they have this within themselves yet. But the parents do, and uh, it's 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 a whole thing. So, can I say? Um, I think Val might too. Do you think Val I might think, know? I think Val might know, and I think he might know that Brink is a particularly uh, powerful he, psychic. I I I am inclined to believe you because because he does have a weird sense of like like power over he, Brink's uh, he, identity as a good mm, skater. <laughs> like, and also he he okay. If you think about it, as long as we're going on this line of thought. He targets Brink specifically. He mm-hmm. knows how to manipulate Brink specifically. It right. seems like he's the only one who fully comprehends not only the power that he holds, but the amount, the immense power that Brink holds. Right. When in the in the scene, when uh, at the Invitational, when he says, "You said you could go big. I want you to go really big." Yeah, he, yeah. He is he is sending him the psychic energy necessary to get a 97. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and Brink is Brink is very much, Brink does not know that he has this kind of like ability within him, but he does have this, this sort of pattern where he will very easily be bolstered up and influenced by the encouragement of others who maybe know more than they let on about his nature. Um, particularly, I... You know, we talked about Katie a little bit. I think something's fucking up with Katie. I'm not even sure entirely what, but she is she is on another level. I think she is a part of the experiment, but I think she is above the potential. I, I think she is above any sort of maximum potential, even the most the most like like sanctioned and like well respected heads of this this organization could have ever expected. Because Penny- she is so powerful that at some points, when the camera cuts to her, her power exudes out and drops the fucking frame rate of the movie. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> did you notice that a couple times? I, it will I cut did, to Katie. I, I, I just figured it was like the thing lagging. Okay, <laughs> no, I have no, a question, it Penny. It will cut to Katie, and the frame rate will drop. Penny, have you ever played Fallout 3? I have not. Okay, there is a section in Fallout 3 called Pleasant Lane. Um, and it's a computer simulation in which everybody is controlled in the like this uh, this uh, 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 picturesque pi- picturesque like Nuketown idealistic 1950s town where it's like oh Billy's selling lemonade yeah. oh the Johnsons sure are looking good they're a fine couple um, and but it's all controlled by a mad scientist who takes the form of a little girl <laughs> oh oh 
Oh, yeah. And 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 you know, we we noted that Katie says some weird shit like how Brink is just like an emotional sack of hormones. Yeah. Like imagine just imagine any of Katie's lines but said in like a German a mad German like yes. <clears throat> like Brink is a moody little sack of hormones. And and then later on, the climax mm-hmm. of the movie, what what takes Brink over the edge of of competence? What it's, takes it's it is Katie telling him just straight to, to his skate face better. skate better. And and oh, and I, I noted I noted that it seems like an epiphany to him because uh-huh. it does. I like like you know, it could be played off like he's kind of joking, like give like like taking the piss a little bit, you know, being like, Oh, uh, skate better. Why didn't I think of that? But he doesn't say anything so overtly like that to to imply that it's sarcasm. No, he literally just says, skate better. He wow. says it's like it's he says it's like he's being filled with like energy. Yes. Like like he's like yeah. the, the that sentence is more worth more than the sum of its parts, even though it's not because yes. it's essentially meaningless. But Katie having the power that she does through whatever like simulation or, or like ultra powerful psych. You know, that's another thing in Mob Psycho 100. I know I'm just talking about different media. No, outlets, no it's OK. Hey, this helps. <laughs> At the end of Mob Psycho, Mob Psycho 100 season one, um, there is a character that's like they have like the the voice of a little girl and they're really short uh, and they wear a gas mask and they're super, super powerful. Um, And I mean, it's revealed that it's like an old, like gross man, uh, but it's like for a while they just portray themselves as a little girl. This very well could be like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm very gassy. I'm drinking monster energy drinks. I, I, uh, it's entirely possible that Katie has inserted herself as a surrogate child and brainwashed all these people to think that she is just a, cause what, what does Katie do except for observe she, and criticize? Yeah. yeah literally she the, is the first director. thing, the first thing that Katie says is an observation of Brink's behavior. She says, are you headed to Venice beach again? No, she says, let me guess, headed to Venice Beach. Yeah, let me guess, headed, like, like, yeah, exactly, as if she is noting patterns in his behavior, and... Yeah, because she's the fucking director. Yeah, and, 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 okay, and, and, I, so I, yes, I, I would, I would believe it. I'm still not entirely sure about what the fuck is going on with Katie, but I would believe that. I would believe that this is very much a sort of, um, like, 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 it's, it's a... Oh, I just, I just remembered something key. Um, uh... You know, Tony Hawk did the first 900 at the X Games in 1999. I did not. Uh, Brink did uh, the actual first 900 at the uh, Aggressive Inline Skating Championship of 1998. Oh, shit, so Tony, Tony Hawk's basic, basically Whoa. Tony Hawk's a fucking hack. But please continue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, this so it is either that Katie is the head of this organization or she is something else entirely. Um, noticed, uh, n- notice how the movie almost refers to her as if she is a beast of some kind when the dad suggests that taking care of a dog is no different than taking care of, of Brink's little sister, Katie. Um, yeah, and, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, the, all the other kids are having their powers sort of like, uh, sort of fostered together, but she she is, I believe she is having her abilities tested. Like, there's like a different sort of dynamic. That's a whole nother thing. Um, I also do want to note uh, the idea that they are they they are harboring these psychic connections within smaller cliques like it's not it's not just one big ecosystem of psychics all interlinking together i mean it is kind of um 
but uh, they they do have individual cliques. Like for example, the X Blades or the Soul Skaters. Uh, the Soul Skaters are their own little unit, um, and they can kind of break off and break away as they please. But it is very disorienting to them. Um, and there is actually some imagery very early on in the movie that uh, that represents the idea that they are like different parts of the same unit in this sort of way. Uh, like for example, the first time you see. Uh, the 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 other three friends uh, in the Soul Skaters group, aside from Brink, appear. They both they they all are sitting on a bench, and the camera is is angled in a way to where you only really see one of them in the in the in the forefront. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw the broken gif that you sent, and then the real gif after. I don't know why the image of that really cracked me up. Um, that's Tony. That's Tony Hawk doing the first nine hundred. I love it. That's so Thanks. fucking okay. cool. What a cool guy. Right, I just wanted. Um, just wanted okay, to let you know. For, for first scene, you see the Soul Skaters as Brink approaches them. They sort of pop their heads out one by one, and like, yeah, it's a fun little cinematography staging thing. But it is mm-hmm. almost as if they are three heads jutting out from the same body. They are three. Are you, minds. Are you saying they're they're like? Maybe not like literally Cerberus, but they're Cer- Cerberus, Cerberus in nature, in spirit and in and in psychology. Yes, they are. They are interlinked to the point where like they're a hive mind, a removal. Be- yeah, there's well, never there's never any infighting between the three of them, except for bickering, much like the heads of a Cerberus. Yeah, well, and when one of them separates to join another Cerberus, mm-hmm. they they, they it, the, it's no, that's the thing. They don't know what that's to the do. Thing. The the thing is that that. Brink is like the keeper. He's not the he's he's disconnected. He is like the owner of the Cerberus and and like because they they like operate as a group. But the three of them, I don't think there's a single scene aside from the scene where Gabriella is in her bed where the where or 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 okay, there are three scenes in which they're separated. Um, the first scene is when Peter is calling Brink, uh, and he's like at his house and he's like telling, but he's tell he's talking specifically about what they did today that right. day. The next is when Peter comes to his house to fetch. Uh, to fetch uh, uh, Brink for the tournament. Uh, and that that's sort of, uh, oh my God, he's still operating part of the group because he's fetching them for the group. Yeah. And the third scene is when Gabriella is bedridden and Brink goes to comfort her. In every other scene, they are, all three of them are together. Yeah. Yeah, they, they are a unit. Um, and uh, yeah, and every time they are not a complete unit, they, they, they are just falling apart. Like physically, like they get injured, their equipment breaks. Like it's not just mm. that they are a little off their game. It is just they just they are just fucking not able to do anything if they are not. Brink together. is the apex. Brink is the apex psychic yes. in this, and all, in this and particular I, and, analogy. And I also do believe that the pit is a is a point of like psychic convergence. Where there's a there's a big crystal under the main vert ramp in the middle. Yeah, and that's where they get their power from. Even even when I didn't have this specific theory, very early on in my first watch through, I noted that there's got to be something up with the pit that they're fighting mm-hmm. over. One eye of providence sitting right there on that's, one of, yeah, on one of the ramps. <laughs> the, 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 um, the, they're being observed. That that goes without saying. Yeah, and 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 it's just they 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 cannot function if they are not in the pit together. If they are apart in the pit, they 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 might as well just not be there. Um, mm-hmm. it also, in terms of uh, like all all parts of the same whole imagery, I want to note that uh, very early on, uh, in in the scene on like when they're when they're uh, it's first day of school and they're they're about to head inside and they're having their little their little spat with Val. Um, uh-huh. the shirt that Jordy's wearing is uh, is a shirt that has a picture of um like an analog video cable on it. You uh-huh. know, like the red red yellow white. Where like you know uh-huh. it's, it's one cable but it splits off into three parts. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! 
Um, oh, that's cool. Oh, I like that. There was you, a, okay. There was a lot of like illusions and imagery in this particular one, which yeah. I, 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 I'm really excited about that. Oh, I'm, ex- yeah, I'm no, so excited that, to hear what you got. Yeah. Um, and I guess you could also, you could also make the argument that like the shoes being tied on top of the power wire could also be imagery of this kind of thing. Um, uh-huh. that feels like a little bit more of a stretch, but I don't know. The analog thing really sticks out to me. That's, that's very specific in imagery. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't even notice that, but I, I do recall that 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 is yeah that is very specific. I would also like to posit that in this Truman Show esque situation, they have a sort of patriarchal thing going on where the mothers are not entirely allowed to be totally affectionate or maternal towards their children. <laughs> it's because it'll make them soft. It's. I believe they are being trained to be soldiers. They're being trained to be super soldiers in a Truman do Show you, fucking orb. What what does Brink's mother do at any point to help him that is not in secret? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. The nothing. one the I, one I, time, I, the one time she expresses direct affection for her son, it is in the dead of night. It is almost midnight. She tucks him in while he is asleep and while no one else is around. The one time Brink is having it the hardest, like it is he is within their view having a really rough time. And she has the dad. Go see She only him. talks to him, she only ha- she only talks to him directly like three times in the yes. entire movie. And also um, if we're talking about imagery, I think I think there is some cinematography that supports this idea. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I I noted the scene where uh, the the dad and the mom are talking about their financial troubles, and Brink is just sort of and the fucking in on the, the weird cinematography in the, that scene. Yes, yeah, they're yeah. so the, it's the, so odd. Brink Brink is sort of listening in on them, right? Uh huh. And um, uh, uh, here's the thing: the camera pans back to reveal to reveal Brink. Right? He's listening to uh-huh. their conversation. The dad is fully in view, in frame. The mother is hidden. Her entire face is hidden behind a pot of flowers. Fuck. What are what are flowers? I didn't even see what that. are flowers normally a symbol of? Chase affection, femininity, love, Femin- oh. reverence, oh. femininity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Fuck, I didn't even. God, I didn't even notice that. That's that's wild. Yeah, and then uh, I I also noted that um when whenever whenever the dad uh, talks to Brink later on the porch, uh, he is surrounded by similar flower imagery. There's a pot of flowers hanging directly above his head, specifically the dad's head. I don't oh, I don't know yeah. what exactly that could mean. No, on the porch, but it's something. the The parallels are there. Like I said, yeah, no, this, it. it, it- Mm-hmm. I watched this Go movie ahead. five times, Chase. <laughs> I watched this movie five <laughs> times, and it's almost—it is almost like it did not want me to think about it. In it was a, trying to keep you out, almost as if I was in a sort of Truman Show relationship with this movie. It did you got not too want close. me. You to got believe... too close to touching the Matrix. You got too close. Yeah, it did not want me to believe that there, that there was anything below the surface of what it was. It seemed so straightforward, Chase. It seemed so much like there was nothing more to this movie. It's just a fun sports movie. It's like a puzzle box. That's so, that's, I love that. I love that. That's so cool. And this is, yeah. And oh, 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 about the mom thing, about the mom thing. Uh, Uh uh, Brink's mom isn't the only one that supports this theory. You remember when Pete was talking about how his parents handled scolding him for being suspended? Jerry was front and center. His mom, he says specifically, conveniently hiding in the next room. 
and there's a single there's a single exception to this rule which specifically represents feminism which is a the character with the single mother gabriella yes who is it and even she is like a tomboy yeah she is like a hardcore tomboy so it's like even she isn't exempt from the rule she like she in 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 nature alone, she, while she doesn't represent femininity, she represents equal, e- like equality for women, but only within the purview that they act a certain way. Yes. Because, like, the women exist as accessories to the men in this movie. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, they, 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 if, if they are, they, they are not to live honestly. They are, they are, they are hidden. Their true faces are hidden behind the ultimate agenda of this, uh, of this organization. That's really interesting because my my theory kind of directly goes against that a little bit. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Like I said, um, this is not my strongest, but I this is this is the strongest. I, I mean, I have there's felt something there. Like, I, that, there's still definitely something there. I I I am very into that. Like, legitimately, I uh, I'm I'm almost I, certain there's there's uh I'm almost certain there's more uh they 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 establish a lot through dialogue this idea of like different parts of the same whole um like there's there's a part where um they're talking about Val in the classroom where they're talking about earthworms um uh-huh. where uh they they mention the 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 idea that Val is not playing with a full deck uh-huh as if he is, he is missing an integral piece of his 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 his, his psychic crew, um, and then later on he actually oh, is. Yeah. And so he and yeah, so that's true because Boomer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Boomer's I, gone. I I I'm really into this theory, and what I'm more into is the the like the metatextual ver- like part of this theory that that posits that the 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 mystery itself exists not only on the surface but beneath it, where it, it's like. It's like the media is a living entity which recognize it's like a self-contained bubble. It's like yeah. we're looking into a snow globe yes. and it, the snow globe is looking back and it says no, I don't want you to figure me out because these characters are real to me and if they figure that out, then that's a problem right. for me. Even even really early on, I I I I didn't write this down in my initial notes, but I remember my first watch through thinking this idea that like this to me, I don't know why, I just had the sense that like they were living in this weird like Truman Show esque fake world, and I don't know why. I really don't know why. That's not. It's not something the movie ever posited to me from the beginning, like from my first first watch through. But like, I just I specifically remember having the urge to write it down. But I was like, no, it could. I, I think be. it's because <laughs> I, I think it's because everything revolves around skating. At no point are, is there any conflict that doesn't revolve directly around skating. That's true. And it, so it's so it's like the world itself is is yeah. by all means like specifically it, it, it's specifically right. designed to train them. Even the to, thing that gets them in them. trouble at school is skating. Yeah, yeah, and even then they don't talk about like, oh, good, good. how are we going to balance the fucking midterms? And okay, the one exception is 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 Cody uh, and Cody's need to uh, uh, like make money, like or the the the, the Cody's um job. It, the exception is Cody's job, but that is almost like a test in and of itself. Where it's mm-hmm. like, let's see, it's like an experiment on on the um the ability to maintain psychic energy through uh like massive a massive stress test. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
yeah, and then and then you know, there's uh, I so one of my one of my watch throughs I did with Red and Ryan because uh, oh. <laughs> I was just fucking stumped. I think it was my fourth watch through. I, I watched with with the two of. I them. I think it was your third. You, you told me it was your third. Was it my third? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was my third. Um, and yeah, and then I watched two more times after. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> I was so You've hard probably chase. seen Brink. You're you're probably within the top ten people who have seen Brink the most times who weren't I'm, directly involved with the. I'm film. I'm glad it's a good movie. I had a good time watching it that many times. It's a good movie, but it's just like oh yeah. Damn. I mean, it's it's like certainly it's not it's not it's it's no thirteenth year, but you I, know it's something. It's, like if you ever like if anyone ever doubts that I care about this project we're doing here, I I want it so bad. But um yeah, I I, I watched with them and uh, it was like. Uh, the idea also came up that maybe um, Katie's powers involved a sort of like 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 psychic conflict resolution kind of thing, and they were sort of testing that by like like sort of placing her just at the outskirt of every bit of like this conflict between like she's like, always like the watching, and she's Brink. always yeah. observing, like between the parents and Brink, and between like Brink and 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 you know the 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 skate competition and whatnot, and. Near the end, it is her ultimately that declares we can win this. Fuck! She oh my god, it you're right. Existence. She turns to the mom and says, or she turns to the dad. She says, "Dad, we can win this." Oh my god, Katie is behind it all. Katie's the mastermind. Katie, absolutely. Me. There's something up with Katie. Yeah, she's um, the director. She's the Truman Show esque director. I I believe it now. This is yeah. the fact. I'm sorry to tell you. So this, Chase, this is the fact. Chase, I got it. This is all I got. I don't have. I don't have any sort of like final. Uh, multi-paragraph thesis. I just have the truth in my. I just have the truth in my heart. I know it is out there, and I. I want the world to at least begin to see it. This is. This is. This is less of a declaration, I guess, and more of a call to action. Because I. Mm. <laughs> I want. I want the world to investigate this. Uh, this idea. Um, mm-hmm. Can I briefly tell you about my my previous strongest theory? List, list them off list them off list it off list it off Very, briefly but, okay. but only because we've been you've already been going for like 30 minutes i okay i can't remember every single individual one but i i, I will brief okay so uh the the biggest the biggest one that i previously had was that um brink was a stray rebellious member of a group of extraterrestrials uh that were assigned to earth to uh 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 Assigned to Earth to sort of help along uh, humanity's uh, development uh, socially, physically, and otherwise. And he was part of a specific group called the uh, Bipedal League Auditing Developmental Zenith Unit 10, or X-Blades for short. Um, and he was, and he was, he was a part of a group that was meant to sort of introduce the idea that, uh, bipedal motion is, uh, inherently superior, uh, assisted by, by rollerblades, by, by wheels. Um, that's, I mean, that's just true. That just makes sense. Uh, and so I, yeah, I had this idea that he replaced the real, uh, Andrew Brinker. Uh, and 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 as he is known in the movie, Brink is actually the, a weird alien version. I also had the idea that Katie... Uh, was up to some weird shit and like made like a clone of Brink and replaced him. There was very, there was very much, there was a big theory of mine that Brink was like a replacement Brink, um, because his dad constantly. Yeah, yeah, has that seems like to be a, like, a focal point of your of your theories. Yeah, he he very much has this uh has this has this contention about Brink not seeming like his son, which uh-huh. comes up so much. That is true. It, it, it it's like it's like how in in uh in the thing 
uh, by John Carpenter. Yeah. Uh, it, it, where it's like that's not like this is not the same person. I feel like it's not the same person. That's inter- I, That's interesting. I like yeah. the the sort of fucking replacement sort of thing going on. I I swear I had more because I re- I remember there were like there were like four or five times when I was watching with Red and Ryan where I was like yeah I also thought of this but I didn't really like <laughs> but I I'm gonna leave it there. Um, hey Chase, thanks for hearing me out. Yeah, no problem. Anytime, kid. So what you got? Oh, you know, um. I I uh I I went a little allegorical uh with this one like last time. Um so the so the Brink so Brink um is about um the war on communism uh okay. post World War Two. Okay. Uh yeah. So I mean I, you, I don't feel I feel like I don't need I feel like I don't need to explain that. I feel like it's I, kinda obvious. Yeah, like you don't need to. I, I can see it. I, I, I do feel like I wanna I wanna sort of hear your take on it though. I'm I'm interested in your perspective. Alright, no, sure, yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you some I'll give you something. Um so let's 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 start out by saying uh, I was not alone this this time around. This this particular go round, I was joined by my good friend Lumber Jackson, uh, Jackie boy. He's my he's my good pal. Uh, he's a criminologist, a forensic criminologist as well as a historian. Uh, and uh, so we 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 sort of I sort of had like an upper hand on you a little bit. Uh, then again, I didn't watch it five times. I watched it twice. I watched it five uh, times, and one of them I watched with two people. <laughs> so <laughs> this we got. We, I had okay. it rough with Brink. Here's the thing: is that I I I work forward. I I work backwards. I I start out with a premise, and then I I figure out where things match up. Right. Um. And this time, oh boy, oh baby, I've I'm, got a freaking timeline. I'm excited. Uh, Go for it. So. In 1941, the United States joined World War II uh, late, very late into the war. The war. Uh, this okay. can be seen in the very first scene where Brink shows up late to skating <laughs> with his friends, inline skating. So oh, you can shit. already see Brink. Brink. Brink represents. Uh, well, okay. Let's start out with a lot of things. Brink represents quite a few concepts. Okay. Um, he represents Truman. He re- represents America in some ways. He represents. He he represents Vietnam soldiers. He represents Czechoslovakia. Brink is an overlapping stand-in for those affected by the war on communism in different ways. Okay. <laughs> for it. For it. Gabriella represents women integration into the workforce. The red hat and overalls in the first few scenes is reminiscent of Rosie the Riveter, uh, a famous a famous caricature of a woman wearing a bandana, holding up a wrench saying, we can do it. No, she's not. She's just holding up her fist saying, we can do it. This is, of course, a World War II imagery, which, by the way, it shows up in the movie. It's literally in their house. Really? Would you like to see? Yeah, Absolutely. Hanging over them in multiple scenes. There is a picture of Rosie the Riveter on the wall Holy in their shit. kitchen. Yeah, right above, Whoa. might I say. Right above, right above. Hang on. Um uh, uh uh hang on. Fucking Rosie the Riveter. I wrote this down. Fucking Rosie the Riveter directly above Fink's overalls. Overalls made by the working men unions. Uh it it's it's fucking Fink's is like the working man's overalls. It is a very union heavy yeah. overalls and after like, like, World War II, overalls in general mm-hmm. have a very sort of like inherent blue collar vibe to them. Yes, absolutely. And the fact that there's not only a Rosie the Riveter uh, 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 like poster, but also an overalls advertisement, like a like one specifically that looks like it's from the mid 20th century is like big. Like, well, come on. Well, like, and, the, come and this on. is also like just blatantly present in the scene where they are talking about their financial struggles and about like. Yeah. What, yeah. Um, what by the, the way, the dad represents them. 
What the, the, the the mom represents the U.S. citizenship, referencing World War II. Uh, specifically, she says we've been through worse. Uh, the f- specifically referring to World War One, the war to end all wars. Holy shit! Dad represents the ghost of World War Two because he uh, and I quote uh, he says I quote I don't want to do this again a man who has seen war and wants nothing to do with it while understanding the plight of a young soldier wow um yeah the pit represents the world stage and soul, soul skating is capitalism the X blades of course representing the X is the axis which is kind of obvious based on the name also representing the USSR the beginning of the red scare is kicked off with Brink telling the skateboarders <laughs> that the communists the USSR represented by the X blades are evil and out to get them convincing them through propaganda that they are the enemy Holy shit! The, the 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 obviously the world stage. It's the the uh, the all seeing eye is on the main vert ramp. Obviously, it's the the world is watching. Then this is also represented by the cameraman who is taking picture of the taking pictures of the inline skaters. Returning to school signifies the return to life after war. Gabriella, in particular, being forced to wear a dress for the sake of the men, giving Peter her uh, second pair of shoes, Fuck. is women being forced back into the home life to satisfy the men returning from war despite but. previous integration into the workforce. The Iron Curtain speech by Winston Churchill is represented in the scene after... I know it's represented in the scene after the worms where uh, the, 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 the four pages of notebook paper... Don't be a wuss. Don't represents be a wuss. The I- it represents the Iron Curtain descending upon Europe, dividing the East and West blocks. <laughs> this, of course, happened in 1946. In 1947, the Truman Doctrine was declared. The Truman and also uh, Truman declaring an active role in the Greek Civil War. Brink agreeing to race a, uh, race at school against Val also represents the beginning of the Cold War. Or, uh, uh, by the way. Uh, I'll, I'll hang on. No, there's something I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it for later. Um, there's a quote okay. that says we're going to have to we're going to have to skate against them sooner or later. Why not sooner? This is uh, the mentality of the Cold War, say the arms race to get nuclear armaments to make sure their country is safer and their their position as a superpower in the world is maintained. Yeah, the Greek the Greek war is represented, of course, by the school race, of course, guerrilla guerrilla warfare, which is, of course, ambushes, sabotage, raids, petty warfare, hit and run tactics and mobility, basically using the world around you to it's like covert ops Uh, is represented by using stuff around the school to make obstacles. Boomer being displaced or falling out, falling over during the race represents displaced children indoctrinated into capitalist ideology after the during the Greek Civil War. Conventional modern uh, conventional or modern warfare at this point is over. Is is, is mm, there something with with the name Boomer with his name being Boomer? There's got to be something there. You got to help me along. If at any point you see something, let me know. Here, here, uh, here's the thing, Chase, is that like I'm uh-huh. not I'm not a historian. This is not my domain, but like like I I'm I'm with you. Like I may not have a whole lot to add, but I'm fucking Oh, with honey. You. Oh, honey, we're on we just finished page 1 of 7 pages. <laughs> Please. Uh uh, so the father represents the need to cool down the war, demonstrated by his car overheating, leading to problems. This is obvious. Boomer out of commission represents Greece after Civil War, after the Civil War from 1946 to 1949. Also, you may know Greece never really fully recovered from the Greek Civil War. It's still having financial troubles today. Something to consider. Boomer is never seen skating again. He doesn't get back to it. He takes a sideline after his energy. Um... Uh, Val, ta- uh, Val talking about getting whatever he wants whenever he wants and bragging about the benefits of communism makes me believe that Val is representative of Stalin and Stalinistic <laughs> ideologies I make a lot of money it's fucking Stalin yeah. come on 
soul skating not only the capitalist value of uh, soul skating represents not only the, the capitalist value of a free and open market but also civic duty hearkening back to the increase in duty-based citizenship following world war ii uh so <laughs> it's the idea that you have a re- you you have um a a sort of duty to skate you do it because you enjoy it you do it because it's right and what's it's what makes sense uh, let's say, uh, let's, let, now let's take a, let's take, let's go yeah. over when, the pond. When I, when I go- woke up this morning, did I say today I'm going to talk or today I'm going to skate as if like that's, <laughs> that's my day. That's my day's purpose. This is what I'm here for. Exactly. Precisely. Uh, let's, let's take a quick hop over the pond. We're going to go to Czechoslovakia real quick. I hope you don't mind. Oh, I don't mind at all. I, I love a vacation. Oh. Great. So Brink uh, represents now Czechoslovakia being tempted by <laughs> tempted by the X blades or the Axis slash USSR attempting to seduce with the promise of resources, stability, capital, and liberty. This is the idea because Czechoslovakia at this point is known for being like financially unstable. Uh, Czechoslovakia being part of the X blades represents the Socialist Republic from 1948 to 1989. Uh, and Val intimidating Brink in this scene is threatening or foreshadowing the fo- foreshadowing the Warsaw Pact of 1968, of course. Welcome to the X-Blades is the Czech-USSR Treaty, originally signed in 1935, but again signed in 1945. More to follow because, uh, in my, as Jackson wrote down, Jesus fuck, these people can't get along. Thank you, Jackson. <laughs> so, the U.S. going to war for money, or rather Brink starting to, uh, beginning to uh, 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 skate for money, uh, represents the beginning of the military-industrial complex, with Dad, the American people uh, slash World War II vets, being out of work. Uh, Roosevelt establishing the War Production Board in 1942. The father is a fucking husk of a man at this point. <laughs> he is so empty inside without his job. Let's take a quick break from the timeline and let's go to let's go over some of the World War II and German imagery in this movie. Let's not do anything we're gonna regret. Is in response to Val challenging Brink. Let's not do anything we're gonna regret. Uh, Cold War much? Come on, Damn. that's obvious. Damn, um, I've got a mom. I've got a mom and a Jerry. The Allies now have Germany in their pocket after the post-dom conference of 1945. <laughs> because a Jerry is a World War One term used to re- reference German Holy soldiers. Shit. Holy shit. You gotta give the Germans what they want. Jerry wants the phone. In the scene where Pete is talking to Brink. This is the capital and resources to rebuild their country post-World War II. <laughs> She's going to have a smile like Picasso when the t- parents are talking about revoking money for their sister's, uh, for, for, for Katie's specifically dental like needs. Her sister represents growing tension in Vietnam? Question mark? Question mark? Picasso died in 1973 when the Viet Cong ceasefire happened. Whoa. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of hot dogs and bratwursts, which, hey, that's German food, baby. <laughs> Uh, are you familiar with uh, the uh, the bombs over uh, specifically uh, Europe in uh, in World War Two? Why don't you tell me about them, Chase? <clears throat> well, there was screaming and yelling, and then hugging and crying. <laughs> Represents the V the V Day victory picture of the soldier coming home from Germany Jesus. and kissing the woman in the streets. There was sitting and staring, really driving home the thousand yard stare, yard stare representative of PTA, PTSD faced by shell-shocked veterans. Peter represents England. Mom was hiding in the next room, represents the bombings of London bunkers. England faced a much greater toll in World War II than the U.S., the Blitz of 1940 to 1941. There's a lot of German and World War II allusions in this particular movie. 
I hope I've illustrated them. Let's get back to the yes, timeline, okay? you definitely have. Yeah, absolutely. Keep going. So, U.S. people against war with the USSR is the father against skating with the X-Blades. He doesn't want... He's seen what war can do to people. He doesn't want to go back. He, if you recall, is a World War II veteran. Uh, soul skating... The soul skater's missing brink is uh, the United States missing their key component of war. Leadership and a cause necessary to unite the people. When when the United States isn't at war, it is it, it can be disbanded. That's the easiest way... For people for to for the government to take to take control of the people when they have a common enemy to fight, hence the red scare of uh, uh, of the the twentieth century. Right. Do you think I'm a jerk? Scene, which is this, which is the scene where Val comes in and which is the scene where Val comes in and intimidates when it intimidates Czechoslovakia is the threat of the invade the looming invasion of the Warsaw Pact. The X-Blades have sympathy for the Czech Republic, which represents Poland, Bulgaria, East Germany, and Hungary, the other countries under control of the USSR. Brink, the Czech Republic, or, or rather Czechoslovakia at this point, the Czech Republic had not yet been formed, represents having troubles with mostly financial issues represented in his inability to juggle school, work, practice, and foreshadowing the country's eventual split. If you recall, Czechoslovakia is no longer a singular country. It was, was split in, I think, 1993, right. which, by the way, was not that long before this movie was made, which Damn. is why I feel like it's so contentious. Brink pretended to be sick. Do you remember this? I do remember this. Yeah, that's because he's a communist. That's because he's a communist in hiding. Oh shit! Brink, Brink represents Soviet spies in the scene, deceiving his fellow capitalist. McCarthyism, practice of making accusation of uh, uh, or of subversion or treason without proper regard for evidence. So I think so we sense. all know. I think at, at, at this point we know that the Invitational is the Warsaw Invasion of August 1968 to September 1968. It obviously, was throwing written mm -hmm. on the written on the walls. It's written on the walls. Everybody knows it at this point. It's obvious. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, the Invitational. So nobody cares for Brink anymore. At all. Nobody cares for Brink. Uh, Gabriella is the U.S. population crippled by war. The Allies are disgusted with his actions. Val, the USSR, finally sees the U.S. as a threat. And his ally. And uh, after this allyship, Brink threatens to take power away from Val. This is Val taking action against the U.S. This is the 1960s. Excuse me? In 1970s, maybe alluding, alluding to the space race here, and specifically JFK. Okay. Um, so the father talking about skating and enjoying it and Brink saying he never wanted any of this is, uh, this is, this is like fucking shot for shot. Like legitimately, if you took out skating and represent and, and replaced it with war, this would be literally a one for one to one scene of a world war two veteran talking to a Vietnam war veteran. Yeah. Brink specifically going down the, 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 the downhill jam or the downhill practice between Gabriella and Brink represents the Vietnam war. Uh, that is specifically because of the blatant, blatant, blatant guerrilla warfare tactics of, uh, oh, of, you said that of earlier. Val. Yeah. Yeah. Of Val throwing the gravel onto the ground. This is happens in 1955 to 1975, uh, which uh, which was the same year, by the way, as the Warsaw Pact, as we were just talked about, uh, the Invitational. This is, that was 1955. So um, here's, the, here's the fucked up part. This is so fucked up. Okay. You and me, we're a lot alike. 
It is so obvious that the father represents the working class of Amer- the class of America, specifically after World War II. He used to be a construction foreman, <laughs> one of the most union-heavy job fields in the United States. The worst part about being on disability is I don't know who I am anymore. World War II vets cannot exist without war. They were trained to fight from teenage. After the war, they are left a husk of them, their former selves, no longer able to serve the purpose they were programmed to serve. Also, you know what happens in the timeline in 1963? What, what happens? Do you know? The JFK assassination. Do you know how this scene starts? <laughs> the father looking at the son from a grassy knoll with a convertible in the shot. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> let's, take a, let's take another quick break to look at some imagery and illusions. Oh, please. So the... So the worm sandwich represents the ploy to kill Fidel Castro by replacing his cigars with poison. Okay. Um, which, is, of course, happened during the Cuban Missile Crisis. I will say, this entire thing happens over the course of post-World War II, pre-2000. So it, it's, I, I'd say the, the, the timeline ends at about uh, September 2001. So, you know, that's kind of... We're not going to get into that, obviously. That'd be fucked up. But uh, you can kind of <laughs> see where... The, you, you can see where the timeline begins and stops. You keep an eye on your sister, right? Keeping an eye on, out for communist hotspots. Uh, let's see. Uh, first, you're doing something you love. Then you're just doing it for the money. And eventually, you're a sellout. That's capitalism, baby. This is a free country. We can be here if we want. The Germans were expelled from the, Czech, uh, uh, from, from the Czech, uh, Czechoslovakia post-World War II. Lots of de-escalation in this movie. Cut it out. Val holds back one of his cronies. For example, when in, in, on the bleacher scene or the concrete steps scene, there's a lot of de-escalation because the world it's World War II. After Peter falls, if you want to get something right, do uh, if you want to get something done, do it right. Don't fall. American work mentality. Bootstraps. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Just do it right. Hey, I've got some advice for you. Skate better. Hiding the gear represents hiding communist propaganda when he first gets his X-Blade sponsorship. There's allusions to the fucking Korean War. He's got a big guy, Korean, I think. Diversions, pointing, diversions, pointing the gun elsewhere. No, wait, Native American. Lady Liberty is the mother, supporting the overworked son, representative of the U.S. ideal of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and working yourself to the bone. Val saying, go back to Mexico when Gabrielle is from Peru. Stalin, not caring about the ge- geological spread of communism as much as he does about his influence. The Illuminati, uh, the Illuminati imagery in the pit, the right. Eye of Providence on one of the vert ramps. It all starts at the pit. One of the conflicting, in, uh, one of the conflict involving soul skaters alludes to a conflict, uh, uh, or, or most of the conflict rather, uh, in in uh, um fucking, oh my god, most of the conflict with the soul skaters, uh, usually it 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 involves subversion. It's all the Red Scare. This is this is all McCarthyism. The father looking at old skates is a World War II veteran reminiscing about his war, looking at his uniform and at his medals. And finally, the the aggressive inline skating tournament is televised. And the Vietnam War was the first televised war. Jesus. There is so much. There are so many allusions to things in the, it's it's all about war baby it's all about the in, the military industrial complex it is so fucking wild how many how many like things point to this or that or you know there's a lot of german imagery there's a lot of world war 2 callbacks it's it there's all oh my god 
It is actually wild. I I, I mean, I am, yeah. I was what, overwhelmed. What, what else is a sports movie except the, the ultimately the story of conflicting groups? Exactly. Yes. So let's get back to the timeline and finish things up here. The father coming to terms with his life being out of war. It's so obviously a World War II veteran talking to a Vietnam veteran that it's not even funny. It it, it is it is so clearly we are so clearly in the Cold War era of America because like even in this scene specifically, you know, you, you like the father went to war. He he became an inline skater and he enjoyed it and everything like that's perfectly fine. The, the the son, the Vietnam War veteran went to war and came back a monster. Right. He because Nobody supported the Vietnam War. Everybody was stoked on the World War II veterans, but nobody cared about the Vietnam War veterans. It, it is it, it, it is crazy how many how many one to ones there are. Um, OK, let's 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 move on. Uh, the chocolate milkshake in the face represents the end of the Cold War, literally cooling off Russia with a cold beverage. Right. Boomers now standing up. Now, remember earlier when I said the, the Greek children displaced during the Greek Civil War? Of course. Boomer is now coming back. Represent, uh, he represents the indoctrinated Greeks post Queens camp turning to the USSR, turning it on the USSR and communism, standing up for capitalism, specifically uh, Brink in this case. Peter saying because it's fun when when asked why they skate represents the desire for people to continue working. He is England of the Allies, which represents civic duty and duty to the crown and to the state. He he says because it's fun, almost as if it's his duty to his country. The, uh, at this point, Brink come back, comes back and distributes new gear. This is the representation of uh, the continued arm, arms race, uh, distributing weaponry and military tech, uh, tech to the Allies. Uh, the Soul Skaters coming back is, of course, the reunification of Germany in 1990, and the G-Force collapsing during the championship represents the fall of the Soviet Union in 1991. Uh, we're kind of coming up at the end of the timeline here. The end of the downhill jam represents the literal fall of the Berlin Wall in 1991, and finally the re- the rejoining of the soul skaters while still accepting a sponsorship represents the split of Czechoslovakia into the Czech Republic and Slovakia of 1993 ending our timeline. It's all one to one. This all happened in order. I am fucking crazy. Holy and you shit. know what this and you know, it's the, the fact that it's about the Cold War is no more clear than in the title of the movie itself. We are on the, the brink, brink Holy of war. shit. We are on the brink. And it never goes past there. Holy that is fuck. why Brink, that is why Brink is representative of the Cold War, McCarthyism, the Vietnam War, the split of Czechoslovakia, and a crippled America coming back and realizing that war is where its heart is. At the heart of America, you find the military-industrial complex, which not only provides the vast amount of wealth for the for a, a country which operates so poorly as the United States, but also it, it maintains its spot as a world superpower due to the sheer intimidating force of it. America is fucked up, and this is a retelling of how America pictures things after the after World War II and how America went in and saved the day, how America solved everything, when in reality, Val is probably a better fucking skater than Brink. Like, he's I mean, he, he got the sponsorship. He got the sponsorship. Val saying, I've got whatever I need. I've got gear and I've got money. I've got the resources. I've got the liberty. 
that's communism, baby. Not Stalinism, but it's communism. It's socialism. It's a commune of, I can't keep, I, if I go too deep into this, then I'm going to have to start talking about political and fucking, I can't, I can't, I can't. I can't, I, you see it. No, I. but I, I appreciate the potential depth that is there. Like, the fact that we could probably go on about this for hours is, like, yes, it's astounding. It lines it up so is, fucking it, well. It's all, again, it's all there. How do, it's all how there. Do you, how do you manage it beat for beat? Holy shit. Yeah, 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 I know. It's fucked up, right? Is it just, is it just the natural... Is it just the natural cadence of conflict? I don't know. Well, no, because, you know, you know what's cool is that there are other things that we didn't even get to, like the Bay of Pigs invasion uh, in, in 1961 and, 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 and things like that. There's the fucking we didn't even get into the Vietnam War. We, we didn't even get into the fucking Cuban Missile Crisis. It, there was it, there is so much. There is so much. God and damn. it's all there. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, that's what brings about. I I believe it. I Thanks. I wish I had more to add. Holy shit. That's uh yeah. yeah, that's all there. Yeah. Well, fuck. Do we do I we, don't know if there's a way to bring these two. I was going to gonna say do we even try to find a through line or do we just kind of well, let this There were some experiments that took place in this era. I mean, in this era um, of, of time, late or, or uh, uh, these latter in the latter half of the tw the twentieth century, there were a lot of experiments that were just like super inhumane, like the Stanford Prison Experiment. That's one that a lot of people know about, uh, which which was terrible. Uh, there was also like experiments on 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 uh, like animals, and, right. and I believe there were I believe there were even psychic experiments, seeing to seeing maybe, if they could develop psionic warriors. Maybe maybe Brink is a sort of a, a, a sort of fly on the wall view of one one organization's experiment to to test the natural cadence of conflict within. A seemingly unrelated group of, oh, of powers. It's, it's, it's like how it's like how um, economists monitor the World of Warcraft economy, right? To sort of to 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 monitor like like market flow and things right. like that, right? It's uh, like or it's sort of like a fucking like 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 a mock. Uh, uh, what what are they called? Um, Simulation. No, I'm I'm like they're like it, the thing you do in like schools where it's like a, a mock, uh, like the world's world's thing. <laughs> the mock world thing you know what i'm talking about it's super don't <laughs> you know what i'm talking about i can't fucking think of it they did it in community they did it in community it's like it's like where it's like where people like students represent like different nations and they like have i cannot think of the term and reenactment like, no no it's 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 like a it's like a, I've, i never did that the only thing that i ever did like, like an, that was close to that was like the the fucking the it's pilgrims like an educational well, pilgrims, the, thought uh, experiment kind of thing where it's like you pioneers. have different people represent different countries and like they try and solve like hypothetical problems nope i, I, I never i never of heard word. of that <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry myself. to tell you, it's, but it's essentially it's essentially a it is a simulation. It is a it is a hypothetical, um, except in this case, it is a inhumane, completely entirely unethical. They are they are Truman showing this shit. And yeah, they are studying the natural cadence of conflict within uh, different powers and different groups of powers. I, 
I still definitely think that Katie is probably like a general in that case. If this is like a simulation where it's like, it, 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 this is if there is a single real person that isn't like an AI simulating something, then Katie is definitely the real right. person. And and here's the thing, Chase, is that in in this scenario, if this is the case with the film brink, if this is what we're getting, um, unfortunately, I believe Katie is probably just as excited as you to discover these parallels. <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly right. There is there is a sort of like twisted delight that I got every time I was like, oh, this represents a war crime. No, yes. I mean, Chase, it's delightful is the problem. Like, I don't I don't blame you. Yeah, it, it's the fact that it, it, it worked out so perfectly is really what what made me very excited about this particular theory. And uh, I, I'm glad because I feel like I kind of ma- rendered you speechless in the same way in the first episode you rendered oh, me speechless. Oh, no, absolutely. Which... Model UN! That's what I was fucking thinking of. Model, I've never heard of Model that. United never Nations. Never heard of that once in my life. Look it up, baby. Don't ever call me a baby, but thank you for joining us today on Mount Hill episode two. Goo goo gob gob bib. What a day it's been, and I hope you learned something. I hope uh, I hope so too. Hey, and Chase, you want to know you want to know what I what what ultimately throughout this whole experience, you want to know what I learned the most? What did you, what did you tell me about it? I learned that uh theory crafting is a bit like baking a cake. You know, sometimes it doesn't turn out the way you expect. And sometimes you make something out of nothing. Bye. But it still tastes good. No, Bye. shut up. Bye.